football's coming on tonight. getting weekly now folks it's getting real it's getting intense we are the go for two the hottest hottest nfl special podcast out there today brought to you by the two beers podcast wild card weekend is in the books we're heading to the big leagues now the divisional round let me introduce uh two good looking smart well well, J.O., you're not really a football guy, but, you know, you know something about sports. So, my co-host, Jordan White. Jordan, how you doing, buddy? You're not really an intro guy either, considering that you didn't even say oh, your oh. own name. But, you wow. know, here we go. So, I'm doing okay. Well, first off, I'm being a team player, and I'm introducing my teammates first this week. <laughs> okay. So, why don't you just relax, as if you know – you, you don't even know the questions, let alone the answers. Are you saying okay. you're the quarterback of this podcast? Ooh, I'd say so. I All would right. say so. I'm we'll more give of, you that one. I'm more of the uh, the Aaron Donald of this podcast, but uh, uh-huh. just a just a freak. Uh, Teddy, our other yes, sir. our other host, the fo- the football guy of the Go for Two podcast. Ted, man, how you What's doing? Up? I'm, hey man, it bang was, bang uh, Niner gang. That's right, bang Woo! bang Niner gang. Hey, it was a nerve wracking Sunday afternoon, but it, it it turned out to be pretty nice. I gotta say, hopefully, hopefully everybody made some money. We all told you take so. the Niners money line, money line. Hopefully they listened to us. I know we made some cash on the Two Beers podcast because that was my role for my Sunday picks. Ah, uh, it was it was quite the weekend. And without further ado. You all know me. I'm Drew. I'm the host of this uh, of this special podcast. Circle it, circle it back to yourself. There uh, you go. You know, I'm feeling. You, you I'm, had I'm, it all along. Uh, I'm feeling good. I was I was 98 percent whole this weekend for everything that I thought would transpire from things that we've talked about in your cocaine rants, uh, Teddy, about certain people. Everything was about to be true except for one little thing <laughs> last night, and it just figures because what a ridiculous ridiculous thing having a Monday Night Football game uh, for the playoffs. But without further further ado, it's been five weeks. I'm going to get it right. Assume the positions. Man, I really oh, thought you man, were going to forget about it. man, I was waiting for it. it. Good job, Drew. Good job. Yeah, you know, I, really I, went, I, went, so. I, went, I went back today. I watched some film. I took some notes, and I, uh, I wasn't going to let the team down. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to miss my receivers wide open all over the field and then throw interceptions. I was ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go. Okay. That's what we like about you. The, the positions are assumed. We're waiting. We're ready. Five, four, three, two, and one. Ah. It's a little ice right. chew. Ice chew. Um, so I debuted this beer on the regular podcast um, last episode. Frost Beer Works out of Hinesburg, Vermont. Pony Boy IPA. I gave it a second shot. 
and it was actually pretty decent. Um, just when I had it for the first time on the podcast, I was I had just basically chugged a uh, nugget nectar, so the taste buds were just shot. So um, on second review, it's pretty good. Hey, stay golden, pony boy. Uh, exactly. What are you drinking, Teddy? Hey, I, I poured myself another uh, little glass here of this blackened uh, Metallica whiskey that there I uh, popped open last week. But this this is nothing compared to what I enjoyed after the Niners' victory on uh, on Sunday night. I, you know, I, I poured myself a little uh, Tito's vodka, a little vodka Sprite, man. I had a good, myself a good night Sunday night after that win. But uh, tonight, the blackened whiskey is back in action. Teddy, did you get that whiskey from the black from the distillery? <laughs> it's, yes. Did from, did, did, did you get it from, from ACDC or a Metallica? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to their headquarters and and I got it straight from their their headquarters. <laughs> got it. How <laughs> oh, I get it because of the Kate May thing. You're clever. <laughs> You're so clever, Jordan. There it is. As uh, Stewie once said, the last horse crosses the finish line. Yeah, you know, I was gonna do a stout. Uh, tonight and uh you know teddy you uh, you inspire me we uh we were having a little a little pre-game chat and uh you know we were teddy just reminded me who the the greatest basketball player of all time is so i'm i'm drinking some uh going back to my old squirrely ways with uh, about half a glass of uh Sincoro tequila here uh owned by the michael jordan uh, oh, I was wondering where you were going mixed with that. In, okay. yeah remember we were talking about how jordan's the goat um yeah, about like yeah. two hours ago and uh Mixed it in with a little, little, little ginger ale, uh, but it's uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm not gonna be ripping off shots tonight, but I'm uh, I'm gonna drink nope. a health. I'm gonna drink a healthy amount of this, so it's gonna it's gonna get weird. Okay, so that that's a tequila you said? Yeah, Sincoro tequila. It's a. Uh, I think it means five rings. It's five five NBA owners. Um, it's their tequila company. I can't. All I can remember is Jordan and. Uh, Genie Bus. I can't remember who the other three owners are that uh, own the uh, own the company, but they're the now, they're the main. Two, now, so. how how would you compare this to uh, Lobos Tequila, LeBron's uh, Tequila? Here? I've never drank in that piss. So okay, uh, so we this, we don't this, know who the goat of uh, tequila. Well, this is well yet. this bottle goes for one hundred and twenty dollars. So I'm gonna oh, assume wow. that that's it's better than. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll send you the picture of the bottle. It's insane. Uh, the bottle itself is probably why it costs so much, but uh, yeah, yeah, this isn't like buy ten a ten dollar bottle and then uh, you know vomit afterwards like like that. Oh yeah, that okay. probably, Oh god, let's let's put a, let's put a logo of a wolf on it, guys. That's really clever. <laughs> hey, we we know who the king of tequila is. M product placement. I mean, Dwayne Johnson. Oh man. Mata. On uh, night, side man. side note, uh, yeah. any for anybody that listened, obviously everybody did the uh, to the two beers podcast. You heard our Cobra Kai review. And uh, J.O. was really, really worked up about the product placement in this uh, rinky-dink 7-Eleven outside of the uh, the dojo. <laughs> I, I, don't even, I don't even know who focuses on that garbage, but J.O. did. He would have lost his mind. Me and Teddy are watching the uh, the Manning brothers, who – I came cast. up. I came. I came up with that idea three years ago, and this is why I'm still. On my ba- this really is why I'm did. still on my basement. Uh, when I, I Eli- just wish there was when- a camera on me right now because I'm just holding my head, shaking my head at you. <laughs> you just, just should. Like, remember, Teddy? Remember, like, when I, three years when I, when Firstly, I, I you're just when I, ranting about Michael Jordan versus LeBron tequila. Yeah. Like Secondly, what I said. I yeah. mentioned the product placement one time, which you're a <laughs> moron if you didn't notice that every product on every shelf was Kellogg's. Anyway. 
So to go with my story, when I said Eli should have retired a year earlier because he was, you know, he was clearly done. I was like, I don't know why he doesn't just retire and him and Peyton don't just become the host of Monday Night Football. They're two yeah. goofballs who are really intelligent, can call the game, and they are like they love like making fun of themselves. I was like, this is the perfect thing. And now three years later, some like asshole intern probably like pitched it, and now they're probably running ESPN. And I'm sitting here with you guys recording in my basement. But I wouldn't have it any other way. But anyway, say, The well, Rock's on there. recording the, the best co- podcast? Well, yeah, The Rock's the Rock sitting there doing his interview. Can we just get into the damn NFL already? No, no, no. Hold on. Don't interrupt me. The Rock ten, is strategically, ten minutes in. Let's go. The Rock is strategically sitting to the, to the left so his shelf can have his tequila and then an XFL football. <laughs> so good. Go figure, right? But before we get into it, it's our favorite segment. Drew, what, what's, what's the name of The Rock's tequila? It doesn't uh, matter what its name is. Oh, oh Jordan got, got the re- thrown in the wrestling references. I love it. He, he got, got both me. of us. Well, he actually uses the name that he uses for the tequila. He now uses as part of his Under Armour collection. The guy's just a genius. Like my God, uh, Eddie Hoodles. It's story time with Teddy Rapantis, baby. What do you I got for us, Ted? Yeah, listen. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on uh, prank phone calls, or uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change some of the names in this story, I guess, to protect. I don't want to get in trouble with the NFL. But uh, back back in the days of uh, when I was interning there, this might have been uh, the year after I left, or might maybe like the whatever the following six months. Uh, at some point when I was at NFL Films, uh, there was a little black book that was left on my desk. Uh, one of my final weeks there and uh I, I looked through it and it had some phone numbers in it not going to mention who i mean there was there was some high-ranking nfl films uh, i guess employees on there uh whoever worked on the station some other guys were on there and uh i you know i just happened to take it take it with me and one night and you guys know us if you're from seton hall like we are i mean there's a train station down on south orange avenue i think we were hanging out down there uh waiting for the train to go into new york city one night a couple of buddies of mine uh drew knows and we'll just call him chris m is his name and i said hey uh why don't we since we're waiting for this train to show up let's uh let's pull out a number and just prank call them see if they actually answer i i had i didn't think anybody was going to answer happened to be ron jaworski ron jaworski was one of, is the phone number so we give him a ring surprise he answered he was too busy yeah. watching film this is about this is about 2007 or 2008 i want to say so uh it sounded like he was at some kind of game, like he actually said on the phone. He said, "Hold on, I'm at I'm at like a basketball game. I have to like go into an area where I can like talk to you, because we played it off like we were some kind of reporter from some some uh, newspaper." And, and jo- Jaws Star Ledger, was, yeah, yeah. We just made something up, and Jaws thought he, like somebody was trying to get his his word on something, an oh, official Lord. word. So Chris, who's uh, not that big of a sports guy, but he knows a couple things. It was around the time when Brett Favre was going to become a free agent and go to the New York Jets, I think. He, he goes to Jaws, uh, so what do you think about this knucklehead Brett Favre? Is he going to make a decision? Is he going to retire? Or is he going to keep playing? And, and you could tell, we started it out, you know, making him think that we were real reporters, and then it turned into just ridiculous questions. And you could tell with each question that Jaworski was getting annoyed <laughs> after each question. And then after that Brett Favre knucklehead question, he, he just hung up on us. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't think I should make phone calls out of this book anymore. I think I tossed it into the trash after that. So. <laughs> we got a good laugh out of it for a couple, you know, for one night. It was funny. Oh, yeah. that's Chris Phoenix would have been a better codename. Uh, yeah. He was, Jeez. he was, uh, he was, too busy breaking the space-time continuum, watching forty-two thousand hours of film. I don't even know what that what Jaws is doing nowadays, anyway. 
Who knows? All right, good stuff, boys. Let's get into Wild Card Weekend. Started Saturday. We started in Cincinnati with the Raiders and the Bengals. Now, I'm going to let you guys give your thoughts on this one. I got to admit, I fell asleep, asleep and took a little cat nap uh, through the first uh, quarter and a half of this one. So I thought you were the quarterback of the show, man. What's I'm going gonna on, let, man? I'm gonna let you, I'm quarterbacking for you guys to tell me your thoughts on that game. Jesus. Um, well, since he kind of took command of the game early, uh, the Raiders kind of stuck around. They did enough to stay around. Uh, they closed the gap at the end, and then they had a shot at the end, and then hilarity ensued, and sure enough, the Bengals uh, held on. But um, just general thoughts, um, you know, it get Going into the game, it always felt like Cincinnati was going to win. I, I picked the Raiders just because. I was going to say, I didn't, just, both, didn't both of you pick the Raiders to win? I, I did. I, and, and I just, I am I was so bad this season anyway, I just wanted to go with like what I was rooting for because I just wanted the Raiders to win and the Goaf to come on the podcast and just, just dry just hump D, Drew just in DX, submission. Just DX chop everybody. Yeah. Well, not me because I would have picked him, but he would he would have dry humped you into submission. Um, That's true. And that's also why I picked the Eagles, because I just wanted to get in your brother's good graces. <laughs> so maybe he'd start voting for me on, on some top fives and not just de facto vote for you every time. Um, but, I mean, the Bengals are just they're, – they're, they're here. They've arrived. They've, they, they're a year early, and then they go out and win a playoff game. Uh, you know, they. The, I was worried about the knee with Burrow. You didn't really see him – uh, you know, look slow down or anything. Um, th- and they didn't come out gangbusters, but they just they were solid. They did enough to win. It'll be interesting to see what the, how they come out this this upcoming week. But um, Teddy, what what do you got more on? Do you have any more on like the specifics of the game? Yeah, yeah. I, I know there, there was I know there was a lot of referee shenanigans and stuff. Well, yeah, that we can I get to the controversy. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we can get to the controversy, but I, I will, I'll talk about it first on a Bengals side and a Raiders side. So, l- like you just said, I mean, uh, we both picked the Raiders. Now, I think I was wrong to think that the Bengals, just because they sat some players on the final week of the season, that they would come out flat, you know, or, or nervous because they're a young, inexperienced team. When you look at it, Joe Burrow, he's to me, he's, he's more like Joe Cool. I mean, this guy comes out here, there's a 31-year playoff drought in the city of Cincinnati. He's an Ohio kid. Uh, this team hasn't won anything since the days of Boomer Esiason. 1990 mo- was the last playoff, wasn't it? Exactly, 1990. Yeah. I'd say the major- pretty much everybody on this team is too young to even care or know about this 31-year playoff drought. So to me, they're just, they, were just, they just came out here and they did what they did those last five games. Since the 49ers lost, since the Bengals you know, dropped that game to, to the Niners at home, Joe Burrow's stat line in his last five games, 75% completion rate, 342 yards a game, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, 129.9 QB rating. I mean, just look at that right there. Like you just said, Joe Burrow has arrived. This team, a year ahead of schedule, we thought they'd just be a a pesky six-win team this year. And this is year two, and they've already, you know, they've made it to the playoffs, and they've won a playoff game. This just tells me that these guys are going to be around for a long time. And now, you know, with, with Pittsburgh losing Big Ben, Lamar being injury prone, and, and we don't know what Baker Mayfield is, 
the Bengals might be running this division for the next. Uh, Pretty decade. sure we know what Baker Mayfield is. Well, we know, yeah, <laughs> we don't, we, we do, but we don't know, we don't know if he'll get another, he'll get another chance at it next year. So, um, Cincinnati's going to be running this division easily for the next couple of years if this is how they're getting things started over there. Well, I mean, teams retool. I mean, the Ravens can come back strong. The, is the bar- well, you yeah, don't well, know how the Steelers yeah. will shake. The Steelers seem to always like just do something right that like has a ripple effect for like a five-year positive run definitely it's um, still a competitive division but but but, but the Bengals are in prime they're in the catbird seat they're in prime position and, and you know why it's because they went out they drafted jamar chase you know uh burrow's college teammate they already have tyler boyd they already have t higgins they you t know, higgins they have, what, a, what a great year he had it, and, yeah and higby joe mixon is there they're running the ball better so they've got a studly you know hype what Higby's the tight end for the Rams. I didn't say that. I think Drew said uh, that. I'm Drew sorry. Said that. I, I'm, I'm an asshole. Keep going, guys. <laughs> uh, Keep going. But, well, it, well, now that you said, now that you mentioned a tight end, what I was going to say was if you add a one of those athletic stud tight ends in right. the vein of uh, Mark Andrews or uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle right. to this team in the future, mm-hmm. just watch out because then they're going to have a big-time tight end, the three receivers, solid yeah. running back. I mean, and Izoma's a good tight end. Like, even, Izoma's dude, like all, a, they, all they need is like you a don't Schultz. Need it. All they need you, is like a Schultz. They don't even need or like an or they like an Ertz. They don't even need a guy like that. They got so much talent on the outside. Yeah, and Izoma's a good number two tight. I mean, he's a borderline number one tight end. He's a good number two. If they get another good tight end, and I mean, yeah. they, they most they 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 got pieces in place. They're mo- mostly gonna have to just build defense. Although, isn't Tyler uh, Tyler uh, Boyd a free agent? Time I Floyd? think he might be. He he might be. He might he might have a contract coming up soon. I think. Yeah. Taj Boyd. Th- no. B- Tyler Boyd. Taj are Boyd. You, are you drunk already? What yeah, I think he is. What about <laughs> the Raiders, Teddy? No, no, but no. But I was gonna. What I was gonna say a little bit more at the Bengals here. So oh, keep going. Back back when we had the discussion uh, between Herbert, who would you want to have, Herbert or Joe Burrow? We said, what do we think about their prospects? I did say. I love Herbert a little bit more because of his sheer size. You know, his, his, he's just a bigger quarterback. But, and, but I did say if you could keep Joe Burrow, you know, protected, healthy, I mean, th- he'd be the guy. I mean, he comes out there since his, day, since his college days in these big moments. He wins the big games, and he doesn't even look, you know, break a sweat or look like he's even, uh, you know, bothered by any of the pressure. That's the type of quarterback you want, and Cincinnati's got a good one here. Uh, so watch out for those guys. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch them in the next round. Teddy, he's already he- a hero in the city of Cincinnati. You always, you Teddy. always liked it big, Teddy. What yeah. was, uh, what was the what was the uh, official official uh, officiating controversy? Sorry, I'm stuttering. Uh, okay, what was the officiating so controversy on the on the Bengals second? Yeah, on the Bengals second touchdown. If you guys remember, Burrow was actually running to the sideline. It was going to be a throwaway play. And just as he was about to step out of bounds, I mean, he was inches away. He tossed the ball up to the back of the end zone. It, there was a replay. They played it twice. Twice. There was a whistle that blew at some point when he threw the ball before the play was in, in the back of the end zone. The Raiders defender kind of let up. Uh, I believe it was uh, Tyler Boyd that caught the touchdown. And uh, the Raiders defender immediately pointed to the sideline saying, hey, there, there was a whistle. Uh, there was a review. They, they said, nope, there was no inadvertent whistle or the whistle – did not the, the whistle was blown after the ball was caught, but clearly if you watch the replay, uh, that, that was not the case. So they, the, the NFL officiating crew on that one dropped the ball big time. And in, in the year 2022, something like that shouldn't be happening. We have the technology to make sure those kind of plays are uh, reviewed correctly. And uh, what How, they do, you, how do you review a whistle being blown? 
it, the rule is if an inadvertent whistle is blown, the play is automatically dead, and the ball goes back to the spot of the of the. But how do you? Uh, but how do you? How do, like how do they? How, how can? How do they, they z- like drown out all the noise for a whistle? If you uh, NBC played it twice, they replayed the play twice. Uh, okay. I was saw this door. This was during my cat nap, so yeah, I didn't it, even know this happened. They replayed it, and and you could clearly hear hear a whistle from the oh, sideline wow. as Joe Burrow throws the ball. Before the play is over, a whistle was blown, and that's why the Raiders defender kind of let up. Now, listen. Maybe a fan did it. I, I don't know. <laughs> they, they never really came out and explained it, but the referee, the officiating crew came out and said, you know, the play was already over by the time the whistle was blown. And uh, if you watch the replay, that's not the case. All righty. What but, else we uh, got? What else? There was plenty because I have a couple. Yeah, no, so but what I was going to say was if you take that touchdown off the board, who knows, maybe they take get a field goal. The Raiders – we're in this game until the very end. You come down, they, they came down, and they were actually on the eight-yard line with a chance to tie it, to send it to overtime. So who knows how the game goes. This was actually one of the closer games of the weekend, surprisingly. Uh, what do you got on it, on, Drew? Before I get to the Raiders, Yeah, I was uh, – it? it was hard to get both, – first off, both quarterbacks played really well. Again, you already gave Burrow stats. But, I mean, Carr threw for 310 yards, one touchdown. He had the one interception. Did that interception end the game, that terrible – was yes, that, it did. Yeah, he threw the pick. That was just a terrible. We were all just baffled by that that play, like that rush play to Zay Jones. That just made no sense. Um, you know, there were a couple of bad calls. Like I thought, like I don't know if the Raiders were really in that game because even though there's there's so there's an inadvertent whistle, but they also then called a ridiculous. I, I think this was right before the Raiders scored their touchdown to get uh, to get it within seven at the half, but like. Moreau, Moreau's in the middle of the field. Uh, a, a Bengal defender does grab him by the hip a little bit. Like, Carr sails a ball 15 yards over his head. A completely uncatchable ball. And they throw a flag on that and call pass interference. Like, to me, that's bullshit. Like, how are you... If it's an uncatchable pass, you can't call pass interference on that. And they did. And that gave that, that gave the Raiders a fresh set of downs. And I think I, that, I'm pretty sure that was when they scored to get 13 right to end the half. I, I thought that was pretty bad. Uh, I also, and we disagreed on this a couple times this weekend, Ted, Hunter Renfro catches a ball that he catches it. it he goes two and a half steps forward and then gets, gets hit. And he, to me, he fumbles it out of bounds. They call it an incomplete pass. I'm like, I, I don't understand like how a guy can have control of a football against his chest, take two and a half steps just because he didn't like zigzag. It's you know, it's not a complete pass. Well, that was kind of silly. But isn't there a thing? And maybe the rule has changed, but wasn't there a part of the rule that said something about a time element? I I, yeah. I don't I don't know. They, they've so, changed the rule so many times. It's and, just and it's have, just insane. Um, and we'll like, talk about the like one a last fo- night. A football move or a time football element. move? Yeah. Correct, yeah. and he only had it. He had he had the ball. He had the two steps, but he never, you know, had the. Yeah, full but I think control. I think to Drew's point, that's that's where like the time element should like correct kick in yeah. and be like, well, yeah, he had it like for at least like a one Mississippi before he. Well, you know, there's a reason this it. officiating crew <laughs> is that. Yeah, they are not. They are dumb for the playoffs. They are um, not. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought you know I was I was surprised the Raiders didn't run it more. I mean, Jacobs only had. 13 carries i think but 82 yards he was getting six 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 yards a clip off again josh i'm you know, kind of gonna pound the josh jacobs drum here because i i love that guy uh yeah. but at the, at the end of the day the raiders just didn't get touchdowns in the red zone when they needed to so but you yeah you have to give them credit though i mean you, you just said it they actually if you look at the stats 
They outgained the Bengals in almost every facet. More yards, more pass yeah. yards, more rushing yards, more yards per play, and more first downs. And uh, you said they might not have been in it, but if you look at that second half, give credit to the Raiders' defense. The, the Bengals only scored six points in the second half. Yeah, so that's true. For, for coming out to a hot start, the Raiders' defense was, was one of the strong points for them at the end of the season for them. So the Raiders were right there, but like you said, Derek Carr, first playoff game also – doesn't play well in cold weather games. It was pretty cold in Cincinnati. Uh, it it would have been fitting if that game did go to overtime with the way things have worked out for the Raiders this year, you know, with the way that their season has gone. But, uh, you know, it didn't happen. The Bengals hung on. You got to give credit to, to their uh, big defensive additions. You know, guys like Mike Hilton. Hilton came from the Steelers, right, Jordan? Oh, yeah. So you, you had guys like that. Uh, they had a, a lot of big For the Bengals, you said, right? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, H Hilton, that's on the Bengals. He's a former Steeler, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so when you have guys coming from winning cultures, joining your defense, you know, things good things are going to happen. But um, give, give the Raiders credit for even getting as far as they did this year. Uh, yeah. you got to give credit to Rich Basaccia, the interim head coach, who uh, yeah. I think he deserves a chance to take that interim tag off because – Look, Guys, I, I love him because his name yeah. his name rhymes with focaccia, and I just love focaccia bread. <laughs> there it focaccia is. Bread so, there it is. Oh, just give me the, give players me the focaccia love him. all day. The players love him. Derek Carr uh, had his back. Uh, his receivers love him. They, this team played for this head coach. That you know they got to the playoffs. You know after all the drama off off the field drama they've had, you got to give uh, Basaccia a chance to at least uh, interview for this head coaching job. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, and now Mike Mayock has been let go as the GM. We saw that coming from a mile away. I think they want to wash off the Gruden stink off this team once and for all. So uh, we'll see where they go from yeah, here. Not but, Harbaugh, uh, like I said last week, and nobody. No. we didn't even blink. We just. I listened going. back, and nobody blinked at that. I couldn't believe we missed that. <laughs> if if you want accurate information, this isn't the podcast for you. Uh, all right, that's that game. Let's go to Saturday night. This will not take very long. The New England Patriots, they roll into Buffalo. Uh, I was the sole person that thought the Patriots were going to win the game. Clearly, the weather uh, was not a factor like it was in their first meeting, like I thought it would be. Uh, the Bills absolutely annihilate. I don't even think that's the appropriate them. word. Smoke, Smoke annihilate, uh, push their shit in. 47-17, to 17, Buffalo beats New England. Uh, the game was closed for the first two drives. Uh, Josh Allen dominates the first drive, goes down, gets seven. Uh, so when they started out at 0-0. No, then, but then the next drive, like, like Mac Jones is, like, actually throwing the ball. He's throwing perfect passes. And Patriots receivers and running backs are just dropping balls. Uh and, and he throws a, you know, he goes for a big play into the end zone. And the Buffalo, uh, what was the safety? Micah Hyde. Just makes an incredible, I mean, it's a 50-50 yeah. ball. That was the play just, of the game. That was yeah. An, yeah, that was an incredible. It was incredible. Like, I mean, Mac, jo I mean, Mac, Mac Jones really, I, I mean, it's, to me, it's a perfect throw. Uh, it was. He it just it made, really was. He just made a, an incredible play on the ball. Uh, that pretty much killed any momentum that I, now nah, I'm not, listen, there was, there was, uh, whatever. 57, 57 minutes left to kind of come back. But I thought that really took some wins out of their, their sales. Yeah. Buffalo comes back down, goes up 14, nothing. And that was, uh, it. I mean, Josh Allen, I think was the story of the game, 308 yards, 
five touchdowns. I mean, they were just throwing the ball. They didn't care. They were making a statement and just continued to throw touchdown passes. They even got two rushing uh, touchdowns, which was, uh, you know, any rushing touchdowns pretty wild for, uh, you know, for Buffalo. They've ran, but, uh, it, they've ran it better as the season has gone on. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and Dawson Knox just continues to be Mr. Red Zone for, uh, for the Bills. So, Plus, look, I love buffalo wings, so, I mean, I was all about it. So I got to say, and I, know, I was going to yeah. try and integrate food in every every game. <laughs> I love it. I was I eating buffalo it. wings while this game was going on, actually. Oh, there so. you go. That's right. Yeah. Teddy was at uh, our buddy Q's party. Shout out, Q. Uh, big shout out. Big shout out. Um, big shout out. Uh, two, 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 I just I, wanted to feel like I was part of the crew there. My, you know? Yeah. My only two other things to note, uh, the Bills completely blacking out the stadium and, like, their infrared entrance was pretty awesome. So I immediately was, like, rooting for the Bills, even though I picked the Patriots when I saw that. Because, you know, I, I if, if, there's, if there's one thing that I love more than a good montage is a good intro. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And Bills Mafia was at their finest uh, pregame. Loved it, man. J.O. loved it. He was all about guys jumping through. I love tables. those morons. <laughs> yeah, he loves he loves the Bills Mafia. Um, I love it. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you any any other takeaways from this? I mean, it was it was awful. Annihilation. Uh, the the only thing I'll fan. say is I wanted to see how Mac Jones would perform like in the clutch if he would make, step up and make the big throws, but the game never really got there. So, um, we'll see what happens next time um I was they, did, hoping, they, 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 they did a good job initially stopping the run buffalo's defense who uh, i was hoping that like it would be close late in the second half and we'd see like okay mac jones needs a drive like can he like step up and make the throws but that never that never materialized so yeah ted any well you you hit the nail on the head with mo- most of my thoughts uh you mentioned but uh one crazy stat was uh they scored touchdowns on their first seven drives who? that's the f- that's the first time in NFL playoff history that's ever happened. Uh, the actually the previous record was five straight touchdown drives, so they they smashed that record. Uh, seven straight touchdown drives. They didn't. Uh, I believe they converted. Who on owned that? Right? Was that the Chiefs? The Chiefs? I don't know who owned it beforehand. I don't know who owned it beforehand. I just know that. I feel like the Chiefs. I feel. Like, I feel like the Chiefs didn't punt at all against the Bills last year. It just kept scoring, and the Bills for some reason just were like super passive the entire time. But God, sorry, Ted. I digress. No, it's okay. Uh, All right, I have a question, though. Yeah, go ahead. So they scored seven straight touchdowns. They scored 47 points. Did they miss a couple extra points? I think they did, yeah. Extra there was point a couple, is blocked. There was two, I think there was two extra points. Extra that point were, is that blocked. Yeah, both blocked. Oh, wow. I missed that part. Okay. Sorry. No, well, so at, least yeah. the, at least the Pats defense did something. Exactly. But Josh Allen silenced a lot of doubters in this one. Uh, you know, I picked these guys to come into the season and just, like, tear up the league. And, you, while, you know, while they did win their division and had, you know, a lot of wins, uh, the low point was the Jaguars' loss, right, for this team. And at times all year, they just looked like they couldn't finish games. And, and to, you know, uh, Saturday night, Josh Allen said, you know what, screw this. I'm going to prove everybody that I'm an upper echelon elite quarterback. He's thrown balls – with the flick of a risk, I mean, he's making it look so easy and effortless out there. Out there, he's uh, lasering balls when he needs to. He's putting touch on the ball when he needs to, and he's making it look so easy. So, uh, big props to him. Even that one touchdown to Dawson Knox. I mean, he said he was just trying to roll out and throw the ball away. He tosses it up. Knox makes an amazing catch. Yeah. Uh, that tur- the, you were right in saying the turning point was that interception because. If if the Brandon Bolden catches that one pass, you know the Patriots are in prime position to get to get a touchdown there, and uh, 
that was a perfect pass that Mac Jones threw. He couldn't have thrown any better, and Micah Hyde made the play of the game, yeah. and that took all the momentum away from uh, the Patriots doing anything in this. This is just, the worst loss for Belichick ever. Just to follow up on your uh, your is seven really? straight touchdowns. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, uh, Jordan. Your I'm seven sorry. straight touchdowns, there were zero punts from Buffalo in the game. Exactly. Uh, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Z- zero punts, and I believe they converted every third down as well. So they played as perfect as a game <laughs> as insane. you could play. A-, a quarterback, you know, he might have had one of the best quarterback performances. Nah, six six to seven on third down. Sorry. Yeah. Six to Sorry. seven. There you go. Yeah, I, didn't, I, go. I, I, thought Bal- I thought that year Baltimore where Wes Walker blew out his knee, I thought Baltimore beat them worse, but I guess I guess not. I'll trust your stat, your stats on that, Ted. Yeah, look, they, they never had a fourth down. They never punted. They never kicked the field goal. And they were six – what were they, six or seven on third down, you said, Jordan? Yeah. It's incredible. So that, it, it's already amazing when you, when you don't even need a lot of third downs. That means you're converting on first and second down. Video so game. Yeah. Every facet of the game absolutely dominated, which is a rare sight for a Bill Belichick defense and a Bill Belichick team. So I want to see where they go from here because – they're going to have to retool a little bit on the defense. There's a lot of veterans on that team. Mac Jones, I think he'll still be a great quarterback eventually, but this was just a tough environment in your first playoff game to come into. Yeah, true. I agree. <laughs> J.O., any closing thoughts? Uh, I already gave my closing thoughts, remember? And then Teddy. Uh, but then Teddy came in, so that's why I'm asking. Any other nope, closing nope, thoughts? Nope, I'm good. I'm ready for you to move on to the next one. Oh, uh, Sunday. 1 p.m. Jay, are you ready to do our thing? Um. <laughs> Got my Millie. Got my Millie. Oh, man. I think I, I, I saved J.O.'s uh, quote from our text thread during this game. 1 p.m., the Eagles of Philadelphia visited the Buccaneers of Tampa Bay. Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts. A lot of a lot of talk under the game. The the line dropped a few points overnight, which was interesting because um, Josh Sweat had like uh, life threatening or like li- like li- I think they said it was like life threatening surgery that night, so he didn't play. I don't know if any, they mentioned that during the uh, the broadcast. Um, and I was shocked. I was like, why is the line going down? Like one of the Eagles' best defenders is is not going to play the game. So. I think a lot of people, a lot of people were riding the Eagle bandwagon here. T- Tampa Bay looked a little vulnerable. They had some injuries. Fournette was ruled out officially late Saturday night, and then this stat line: twenty-three of forty-three, two hundred fifty-eight yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, a twenty QBR. In the words, the quote, Yikes. the quote of the text thread. We did a disservice to Tim Tebow comparing <laughs> Jalen Hurts to him. Let's. I think the fool was um, calling Jalen Hurts Jalen Tebow is being disrespectful to Tim Tebow's actual playoff performance. There you go. That was the exact <laughs> quote. That's why I keep you on this podcast for shit like that to keep me honest. <laughs> J- yeah, that was I was I was at my neighbor's house watching the game and I was I was cracking up when that came in. They're looking at me like, uh, we're down seventeen. Why are you laughing? I'm like, God, don't worry about it. Uh yeah, man. So listen, let's 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 talk about I'm gonna I'll try to I'll try to get this in a nice bow and get my points across. Uh Buccaneers come out super sharp. Uh they go up seventeen nothing. 
I thought a huge a huge play in the game though was I thought a ridiculous roughing the passer on a third and six. I think that was their first drive. Um, I think it was Barnett is coming off the line. An offensive lineman, you know, propels him into Brady. He he got him around the hips. Like it wasn't even really low, but it's Tom Brady. Like and you know, somebody. I think I don't know if it was you. I, I just or, thought it was late myself. I didn't think it was more, more as much. I, I mean, it's banged to me. It's like what, 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 it's a second after the. It's a second as he's getting I, I the ball I out. I think it was. I thought it was borderline late. I, I thought I, it I, I thought it could have went either way. A lot of a lot of Twitter. Uh, Twitter verse of like NFL guys and players thought it was a bad call, uh, but it's yeah, Tom Brady. Like to me, I, here's I thought but, it was like, borderline. The way I would look at it, if if that had been Jalen Hurts getting hit, that fly no flag would have been thrown in my opinion. But either way, so I thought that was a big that was a big call that then the Bucks got to move move the ball 15 yards. They end up scoring on the drive. Uh, Eagles first drive three and out. Bucks come down. They score again. And on the next drive, they're, hey Drew, I, guess what? Yeah. If that was Jalen Hurts that got the that did uh, that didn't get the call or did get the call or whatever the case, it wouldn't have mattered because he wouldn't have had it him to go down and score a touchdown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so now the Eagles. At least not look, when it was actually a game. When the game yeah. was out of hand, maybe he'd go down and score. On the uh, on the se- yeah, then the Eagles' second possession, they look like they're they're moving the ball a little bit, and then on a third third and five, uh, you know, they do the stupid RPO with Hurts. He he's moving towards the left side of the field. So now obviously he ignores the entire right side of the field. He's got a wide receiver streaking up the middle wide open. He's got Dallas Goddard going 15 yards up and then out wide open. And he throws the ball into double coverage to uh, it might have been Rager. It wasn't it was like some asshole that he threw the ball to. And that kills another drive. And then Patriots go up seventeen nothing. So like the whole the first three plays of the game was just the complete reason why Jalen Hurts just he, you know I've been saying it the whole time we've been doing this. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a cool leader. He's good to have on your team. He is a backup quarterback. Like when you're playing good teams, that shit doesn't work. When you're playing like you know B squads like the Giants and the Washington football team who aren't good. They, you know, for half those games had backup quarterbacks. You can you can get away with not you know with multiple three and outs, not being able to throw touchdowns. But when you're in the playoffs and you're playing good teams, you're dead. You're done. And then the Eagles defense actually, which will go into my prediction for this weekend, the Eagles defense actually held up against Brady. They they forced them and got to him on three straight drives. And the Eagles still had they were still they still had a chance to win that game. Goddard drops a big pass, which I, Ted, Ted, I know at some point you said the Eagles were dropping balls everywhere. Goddard was the only one that dropped the one pass at, well, during that whole time. I, um, I was building furniture during this game. I had it on, and I uh, kept glancing up. So, I, I, you know, that's why I'm letting you uh, steer the ship. On I'm just steering one. it. I'm going. This were is you, my time. I, 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 let you, I let you go on for, for friggin' 17 weeks about how this guy was good. So, I'm taking this time. <laughs> well, let me uh, – Wait, let me let me ask. Did, did yeah. you build the furniture, or were you assembling the furniture? I assembled Ooh. it. Yeah, I was. I was not going out and, and getting wood and building why, the like, furniture. Why, from why couldn't you just let? Why couldn't you just let him have that time to shine, Jay? Why'd you have to? Why'd you <laughs> that, have to? That's like a thing for me because pe- people all the time say they build furniture. I assembled like, it. I'm like I don't think you have like a lathe, and you're like you know. I wish. Uh, no, I I I, assemb- I was assembling multiple pieces of furniture. Was it during from this IKEA? Game. Uh, some was, I think some was from Ashley Furniture. There was a couple different, oh, cool. uh, 
things. So yes. What kind of stuff were you assembling? This is All actually right. way more interesting than the actual. Totally. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be finished. So keep going. There, there was a bookshelf. Uh, there was a kitchen table. Some chairs I had to assemble. There was. Uh, was there else? a leaf? Oh. on the kitchen table. Yeah. There was a. T- a there was a enter- entertainment center. There was. Oh. Uh, Gosh, man, you, were, you so went through the ringer, all this stuff? Yeah, there was there was a lot of furniture building oh. because I had to be, at 4.30, I had to be able to sit there and watch the Niners and Cowboys with no interruptions. So, yeah, yes. seriously, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, you, you, were Drew, like, I'm sorry, you were just like an Allen wrench, like, fiend. That's it, I was the killing end. it with the, the Allen wrench, I was killing it with the Allen wrench from 1 oh, to 4. Way more than Jalen Hurts was killing it with the pass. Absolutely. Uh, and then the last highlight play for this guy uh, it's still 17 nothing. We're in the second half. Oh, I'm sorry, no. It's 17 nothing in the first half. He throw, They have to come away with points. He throws just a terrible interception that you just you can't throw that ball. Then in the second half, they stop Brady again, and then the very next drive, they actually put some stuff together. And De- Devonta Smith, who is, a, is in single coverage the entire first half, and Hurts just can't – he can't get him the ball because he can't throw it more than 20 yards and he can't read the defense. Finally, Devonta Smith is just so wide open that Smith is like, okay, I can throw him the ball. But he doesn't know how to anticipate and how to throw the ball before the receiver is even there. So he literally waits until Devonta Smith stops in the end zone. And by the time he throws the ball, somehow it gets – there's a great meme out there of somehow this ball got intercepted where Smith is all by himself for like five seconds and still Jalen Smith throws the pick. Game's over at that point. Uh, they go they go down 24 nothing. Who's uh, Jalen Smith? Smith. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Devonta Smith. And then, uh, J.O. About with son, but then J.O. with the great, with the great, uh, the great quote. Well, now, now, now it's time for Hertz to get his, uh, 200 passing yards because the Bucks are going, <laughs> the Bucks are going to be in prevent. So now he'll look like he actually had a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the, it, yeah. Jalen, to me, Jalen Hurts was the story of the game as to what, what, why it happened, what, what happened, happened. Uh, everyone that was like, oh, Brady's just looking great. I, I actually, outside of the first drive, I didn't really think the Bucks offense looked that sharp. Like, I thought they got a break of some penalties, and the Eagles, def- the, they just kept going three and out. So, like, the Bucks just kept getting out there. The defense did a really good job stopping the run. The Eagles were the best rushing team in football all season. They were determined not to let them rush the ball and to make Jalen Hurts beat them. So, kudos to them. Uh, the tight ends, you know, exploited the linebackers and uh mike evans is you know i love that guy he just you know he's just unguardable and uh had a really good game so that's 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 all i have on on that one and other than tom brady caught uh a pass from jalen hurts and was trolling on twitter that he finally caught a caught a pass against the eagles which was really funny that teddy sent us today yeah um any other thoughts on this game yeah, I'm just embarrassed that I picked the Eagles. Uh, I, I really just want I'm embarrassed for you. I, I wanted them to win and have that cool connection with your brother and try and steal him over into my voting block for the top fives, but it just, <laughs> that just blew up in my uh, face. Remember the Titans is one of his favorite movies. You're never getting it. Um, I, You've burned I, that bridge. I did think that maybe the Bucks would not be as much in sync on offense, and I thought maybe – that was the other thing, too. Like, the weather was supposed to be bad. And it yeah, was, it, yeah. It was windy, but, like – I don't think it, I don't even think it rained. It ended up raining. Yeah, maybe, like, in the second it half. It did before the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the weather ended up not being a factor. 
And the Bucks did have some injuries. Like you said, Leonard Fournette didn't play. So that's why I was like, eh, I was like, maybe, maybe they, but no. But Jalen Hurts hurt. just was, yeah. was just the quint, like a quintessential Jalen Hurts. So Correct. he needed to be like good Jalen Hurts. And he was like the, the, Kirk he, he needed to, he needed to be Tim Tebow and he wasn't basically. Pretty much, like he needed to be Tim Tebow versus, <laughs> and he Steelers. wasn't. And, yeah, like hit hit a couple of wide open wide receivers streaking down the middle that can just break off an eighty yard touchdown. Like ah, we dare you to pass against us. It's like okay, and he throws for three hundred yards, actually meaningful three hundred yards, but no. Yeah, Ted, uh, I'll just keep it short and sweet. You got you know you went in depth on this. I just some quick notes. Uh, I think people forget that there's other players on this team besides Tom Brady, mainly the defense. Shaq Barrett, Levante David, uh, and Dominican Sue, JPP. Devin so, White. I, I continue White. to forget that Sue is on this team. Correct. Jordan and, and Whitehead, you, Pitt product. Yep. And, and you said it, Drew. You said this was the number one rushing team uh, for the majority of the NFL season after they uh, you know, changed their game plan about halfway through. And the, the Bucks defense, after the first two drives, uh, you know, they didn't allow the Eagles to run the ball at all. And no. that's where the Eagles got in trouble because, as we know, Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball that well deep yeah. down well, the they field. Al- yeah. They also got behind 14 nothing. So got, Yeah, they, well, they got behind 14 nothing, right? Didn't get yeah. anything going with the run game on the first two drives, and that was it because Hurts, too many missed opportunities. You already talked about it. I don't have to get into it. But how, how do you allow a receiver like Devontae Smith to – not get involved in the game until what was it? When did well, he catch his first pass? I mean, when did he finally have a it big? Was in the pass second half. Second he half. Might, right? He might. He might. He might. He might have got a quick like four yard. No, because right. I think I think it was a, there was a penalty. He caught one pass in the first half that got taken back because of a penalty. Right, and, and uh, he only had what sixty yards in the entire game. You, you, that can't happen when you have a guy like that. So sick touchdown um, catch though. Yeah. So, so Tom Brady, the guy's surgical. I mean, he's 44 years old. It's amazing what he's doing. It, he's seen every defense there is. It doesn't matter if he has, you know, Fournette out there, Godwin, Antonio Brown. He doesn't need those guys. You got Gronk and Mike Evans. Okay, that's all I need. He's yeah. going to come down there. He's going to win the game. He's going to make it look easy. Only thing I didn't like, why is he out there in a blowout game? I yeah, mean, I, didn't, I didn't quite understand and that And still either. throwing the ball. I mean, they took a couple hits on the offensive line in this one. I think two of their offensive starters uh, on the O line were out, and Brady's still out there, and he's getting sacked. I mean, I think the Eagles got a couple sacks on him. And uh, uh, they I'm, I'm, well before the game got out of hand, they were they yeah. got some they got some sacks. On yeah, but yeah, but I'm agree. sitting there and I'm like, Brady used to do this with the Patriots too. I think he oh, he might have the final say on when he can come out of the game. Obviously, I don't think Arians is gonna. Get in his face and say, we need you out of here. But why are you in the game when you're up by like 30 or whatever it was and you're still throwing the ball? I didn't understand that. My other question to you guys, does this show that the gap between the two and the seven seed? I mean, is this seven seed a good idea by the NFL? This was not competitive at all. Neither was the other two seven game that we're going to get into. I mean, do you guys think this was a good idea doing this the way that they're doing it? I've been been saying no. Yeah, you don't like what was the two seven last year? I don't they even. Do, oh, it was the Saints oh, and the Bears. Yeah, I think. It was COVID. Yeah. It was the Saints and the Bears. I think the Bears got blown out by the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. On Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, Nickelodeon. But <clears throat> it just. I, I agree with you, Jordan. I mean, we both been saying it. We didn't like the addition of the of the extra team. We didn't like the addition of the extra game. We know why they did it. The like NFL's those teams a business. don't different, differentiate themselves enough Correct. at that level to deserve a playoff spot. Like C- you're correct, getting, you're, you're letting a sucky team in there. 
And, and look at take a look at it. I mean, the Saints were better than the Eagles. They didn't get in. I mean, you could pick a couple other NFC teams uh, that would have put up a better fight than the Eagles did in this game, probably. So you don't uh, ever know. Who? I mean, who cares? I mean, nah, it, I, it, I mean, listen, I just the, don't I know mean, if we're gonna get a good was, was going the, forward. Was, I'm I'm sorry, Drew. I'm just saying, going yeah, forward go in the future of this two-seven seed, you know, as it continues, I don't know how many competitive two-seven matchups we're going to get unless you get a, a seven seed that's it's really the high NFL, at the right time. So you, yeah, I was going to say it's the NFL. You'll yeah, get anything one eventually, happen. but like it's just it's still not a good idea. I mean, the yeah. four the four-five game from last night was way more pathetic. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a lot just, of games this weekend that yeah, happens sometimes. So. I, we'll see. I don't. I mean, again, I don't mind it. I because I I don't mind it because it gives oh, it gives the it only gives one team a buy so it keeps the other top teams playing longer so I only thing I'll like say it from rewarding like mediocre teams mediocrity yeah, it's yeah. Fine. yeah it's fine. the only thing I'll I'll uh, put a bow on Jalen Hurts is he got the full season in now I think he he deserves at least one more run at it to prove that he's improved in the off season if he can't make the changes the learning how to read a defense make the progressions if he does not show any improvement in that he's got a short yes. leash next year. Whether they're in the QB race or not, I don't know. But let him get one more shot at it. He led him to the playoffs. If he doesn't show any improvement, then you're moving on. Yeah, I mean, to me, if you can, if you can package him and a couple of your first this year, because they have three for Russell Wilson, I- I'm not even hesitating to do that deal. Uh, I, hear I know you. what he is. Like to me, with some of the quarter and the last thing, I'll be, I'll be quick. Uh, but like. To me, it's like you can just tell. Like it, usually, if guys, when it's like, all right, what can they approve on? It's it's mechanics and then like decision making. Like that's kind of where they go. I usually when guys can't read, like can't read defenses and what the stuff that he lacks. Like usually that doesn't get fixed. Like I don't like it's processing information. Like I don't I don't really know how you get better at quickly processing that information. So like to me, it's not his mechanics. Like I know he doesn't throw a great deep ball, but not everybody does. And like like Breeze never had a great deep ball, um, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, enough about that loser. Uh, the game of the weekend: the 49ers going into AT and T Stadium oh, to play man. the Dallas Cowboys. Teddy, the floor yeah. is yours. Yeah, anytime you guys want to jump in, I mean, I I, I don't want to just keep rambling here all the time, but go for it, man. Uh, you know, until until of, until you fight, until you say something where Jo can throw some Texas Pete's hot sauce in. I, I, I go ahead. <laughs> I love the food product placement in this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, not, Niners Cowboys, man. I mean, there was a lot of drama. I don't I don't even know where to start, but uh, I, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Uh, I didn't get beginning. anything. I didn't get any food in on the last one, did I? I don't think Damn you it. did. We'll get Heinz ketchup on the Steelers one. Don't worry. All right, go ahead. Damn All it. Right, so I, anyway, I, fe- I fell asleep with Drew rambling about Jalen Hurts. I could have had a, <laughs> a Philly cheesesteak or something or a Philly pretzel. That's right. Uh, you know, the 49ers, th- this game started out just as I expected. I mean, I thought the Niners would come out. They always have a good game script to, to start out a game. And uh, they did exactly what I thought they would. I mean, they came out. They completely dominated, you know, and out physical the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they came out the first drive, ran the ball down their throats. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, he's been, ever since they started using him in the backfield, I mean, their offense has completely changed. So they, they came out in the first drive just running it down the Cowboys' throat, controlling the clock, and, and pretty much, I mean, that, that's how I thought most of the game would go. And, I, I mean, overall, if you look at the entirety of this game, uh, the, the Niners should have ran away with this one. This one shouldn't have even been close. Uh, 
between the physical style of those two guys, you know, the Cowboys really had no answers. Uh, Jimmy G was great in the play-action rollouts. You know, he, Brandon Ayuk had a bunch of catches. Uh, Jawan Jennings has been a revelation for this team. I mean, he's become Mr. Third Down. Anytime they got into third and 10, third and 11, there was Jawan Jennings to make the big catch and continue the drive, you know, convert the third downs. And, uh, you know, they scored that first touchdown. And then uh, we do have to give some credit to Dallas. I mean, you could say early on the, the MVP for the 49ers was Robbie Gold. There was three field goals that he converted on. I mean, one was 45 yards, and I think the other two were, were like 50-plus-yard field goals. And uh, those could have easily been touchdowns. If any one of those field goals was a touchdown, then this game, then we, we don't get all the crazy controversy we had at the end of this game. We don't even, it's not even a game. If, if they at least convert one of those field goals into touchdowns. Uh, so early on in this game, you know, it, it pretty much looked like the Niners were just going to run away with this thing. What, what did you – I'll ask you guys, you know, the, before I get to the next I, quarter. What did you guys initially think as this game opened up? What did you think? Uh – I thought the Dallas Cowboys, my, 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 what I, back when they were what, six and one, seven and one. And I had them, I think I had them as a pretender and it yeah. was really, and I was like, yeah, like, I, I don't trust that they're going to play to their strengths and run the ball to, you know, run, run, run like the 49ers do run, run, run. And, you know, use, like, use Dak and play actions on third downs and, you know, he should be throwing the ball 25, 30, you know, maybe 30 times a game over 40 is crazy. Uh, so I, I actually, the Niners were, go yeah, we're going to blow the doors off them after the first couple of drives where it's like, all right, Dallas, they're just going to do this stupid thing where they're not going to just, just use these two awesome running backs that they have. They're going to, you know, put the ball in Dak's hands. So I, I thought the same thing, but um, I'm sure we'll yeah. have the same key play of the game, but Jo, what, what about you? Nah, I mean, he, he pretty Same much stuff. nailed it, yeah. Yeah, and, and what you when you just said, you know, they didn't utilize uh, Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, I mean, the Niners are one of the top teams at shutting down the run. So the Dallas just couldn't get anything going in the first half of the game. I mean, not, the Niners were pre getting pressures on Dak Prescott. Nick Bosa was an absolute menace up until, you know, his got injury. He, yeah, he got hurt. He missed pretty much the majority of the second half of the game. But before that... I mean, he was an absolute yeah. menace. Is he out this weekend? Not to jump the gun. No, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, okay, we'll, all right. We'll, I just did. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when we discuss Niners-Packers, we'll get okay. to it. Okay, all right, all right. Keep but, going, uh, keep going. But Nick Bo yeah, he, he was a menace. I mean, they have so much depth on that D-line. Uh, Eric Armstead, he's another one. They got five sacks in this game, and that's with Bosa missing most of the second half of this game. So that tells you how much pressure they were getting on Dak and, and how much they were forcing him out of the pocket. And the thing is with Dak, it's – He's usually been known as a quarterback that does pretty well against the pass rush, but it's just that nobody was getting open. I mean, the, the Niners shut down CeeDee Lamb to one catch. Think about that. Three of their top offensive weapons, uh, Zeke, Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, those guys were pretty much non-factors in this game. And, yeah. and that's a recipe for disaster for Dallas. I mean, you know, they, they – uh, you know, uh, let me see here. Dallas was able to get – you know, they were able to get the touchdown with Amari Cooper – you know, to cut it down to 16-7 to seven before the half. But the Niners, they rarely send more than four guys on a pass rush as it is. They let their front four do all the work. They really don't send too many blitzes. So the fact that they were getting all that pass rush early on didn't spell, spell uh, good things for Dallas in this one. Right. And, um, you know, 
there were some some uh, you know third downs there that that Dak was able to convert. You know when when they were get, sending a blitz, but uh, for all intents and purposes, the game was looking very one-sided early on. So then we we get to the uh, we get to the third quarter. Niners go up 23 to seven. An, another dominant third quarter. Uh, you know Debo Samuel scored the touchdown in that in that one, and uh, you know. Da- Dallas comes back out. Dak throws an interception. I text you guys. I'm Which, like, right, I'm thinking, okay, if we get another score here, I'm feeling pretty good. Can I kind of interrupt you real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. Get and in so here. Like, and this is why I talk about, like, just overusing Dak. Like, it's third and 23, and he forces an eight-yard pass into double coverage. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, even if that pass gets completed, you're getting eight yards. Like, you're, you're 15 yards short of the first down. Just, dude, throw it out of bounds and live the fight another day. Like, I, that was that was absurd. Go ahead. Dallas, Dallas was also shooting themselves in the foot a lot in this game. 15 penalties, they, yeah. 15 penalties. Keep... Majority of them were, were uh, either offensive or defensive holding. holding a lot of, yeah. Yeah, pre-snap. These are these were, like, pre-snap penalties that were that they, they were getting as well. And, and – they have a lot of things to blame more than the referees in in this game, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Niners go up twenty three seven, and and I'm thinking, okay, all right, if we can just get maybe another field goal or a touchdown, this game is on ice. It's over. You know, we're we're heading to the fourth quarter. It's twenty three to seven, and I'm like, okay, as I always tell you guys for the last seventeen weeks, Jimmy G is always good for one or two boneheaded throw. And what what do we get in the fourth quarter? Niners are driving right. Jimmy G pulls his classic bad Jimmy throw. Brandon Ayuk, wide open. Wide play, open. Play the it, game for me. Play yeah, the game. W- wide open on the sideline. He completes that pass. Ayuk's probably getting into the red zone, maybe down to the 10. And what Jimmy just basically over, you know, rushed the throw. All he had to do was set his feet, maybe wait one more second. What did he do? We overthrew him. That was so, on third down, right? That was on third down. Yeah, it was on that third down. And that, so not only does he, even if he doesn't get in the red zone, Fresh set of downs, clock, Fresh clock, set of clock. Downs. Yep. Exactly, exactly. And, and and that's where I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, you know, I know it's 23 to 7, but I'm like, that was it right there. You iced the game right there. Whatever you do, you run some more clock out. This game's over. Yeah. So Dallas gets the ball back. Uh, did they score? I don't remember. Did they score the field goal after that one or no? I don't, yeah, I don't they kicked the field goal, yeah. They kicked the field goal. And uh, now I'm not making any, ex- any excuses for Jimmy. And I, I, I he even brought this up in his press conference afterwards, but – he, the guy is playing with a torn ligament in his thumb and when in his throwing hand. So for a quarterback, the grip, the way the grip is on the football, the way the mechanics are, when you're throwing a football and the way it's coming out of your hand, when, you, when your hand is – when you have a torn ligament in your thumb, it's completely different than when you're, when you're healthy. So uh, Jimmy, I think, still has a penchant for making these bad throws and these bad decisions anyway. But I think, bro, the fact I, uh, that- I I I played in a uh, Sunday morning men's league with a torn ligament in my right my right thumb, which is my shooting hand, and still. Well, we all know out. you're. So let's let's stop the crap, okay? Well, Keep we all know you're a stud, man. You're a yeah. stud. No, and that's Sorry. the thing. Jim, Jimmy doesn't want to use it as an excuse. He said, "Listen, it hurts, but I'm playing. I'm fine. I'm playing. You know, he's he's been playing with it since the Titans game. I mean, he's been dealing with it. It's just that maybe you know the the way he threw the ball was was you know." He got away from him, and he, that's why he overthrew it. But regardless, they come out in the next drive. You know what happens? Another poor throw, interception. Dallas is right in, in uh, uh, they're right in the red zone, and they're they're in prime position to you know get another score here. So now, next thing you know, uh, D- 
Dak gets in there, scores a touchdown. It's 23-17, and that's when I officially, the panic has set in because now all Dallas needs is a touchdown to take the lead and the extra point to take the lead in this game. So I'm sick to my stomach. I'm, I'm now sitting on the floor. You know, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm yelling at the TV. I'm pacing back and forth. And then the Niners, once again, putting together a nice little drive. They get the ball back. They get it down to fourth and inches. And I think everybody in the stadium knew that this was going to be a QB sneak. Everybody did. And Jimmy went. Jimmy G went to this Tom Brady school of QB sneaks. I mean, he's. I don't think he's. He's. I think he's uh, perfect on all his QB sneak conversions in his career. So the problem here was that Jimmy didn't wait for the offensive tackle to get set. He rushed the play, took the snap, converted it, but it was a false start because the tackle wasn't set. And and. Uh, in the press conference, Jimmy G said that was on him because he rushed the, he rushed the play on that one, and that was his fault. So at this point, I'm losing my mind. You know, we're like, all right, we're going to put the ball. Quarterback taking accountability in the uh, post game. Yeah. Well, no, kind of Jim- opposite of what, we're, what we'll get from the other guy, but keep going. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right about that. But, uh, d- you know, at this point, I texted you, and Drew, you made a good point. You said, listen, why are you going to give Dallas – uh, a free forty-five yards. Punt the well, ball. Well, this was this was this was the drive before Ted. Oh, this was the, correct. This was yeah. The so drive keep before. keep You're keep right, doing correct. your things. Well, I'll, I'll I'll circle back to it. Yeah. So anyway, so that so yeah. then you know it's fourth and five. You got to punt the ball, and I'm like, all right. You know what? The defense has done pretty well for most of this game. This is their time to step up, and you know get a turnover and end the game here. So. Uh, you know, the de- the defense was able to get a turnover on downs, right? I think Dak threw a deep one to Cedric Wilson, or, right? Was that, was that on this drive, or that might have been the, the, the drive after? I forget. But uh, game w- the game was still not over because Dallas had three timeouts. Yeah, that was on the drive before, but keep going. Yeah, yeah keep going. So we get another situation where it's third and long. Niners run a play to Debo Samuel. Looks like he picks up the first down. What do we get? We get like a five-minute review uh, to, see, to see if uh, Debo is – uh, knee was down prior to that to get, getting that first down, and uh, lo and behold, it's fourth down. He didn't convert, so now I'm th- I'm thinking as a fan here. I'm like, you know what, Shanahan, I think should go for it here, and I think this is where you told me, no, why are you giving Dallas the free yards here? Punt the ball, you know, it's the better move. Make him go the length of the field, and uh, Dallas gets the ball here. They drive it down all the way, to, all the way to the San Francisco 41. They were they, pretty much they were playing the sidelines. You know they yeah. were let they were that's what they were doing and that's where they were having the success. Um, and for and some San reason, Fran was playing super soft. San Fran was playing super soft. They didn't want to let up the deep ball, and they get down to the 41. And if I recall cl- correctly, I'm pretty sure the Niners took a timeout here. So that's what makes this play call even more mind-boggling. The Niners took a timeout, so Dallas had time to talk this thing over. And what did they decide to run? A QB draw with 14 seconds left on the clock and no timeouts. We all saw what happened. Dak decided to take – I think Dak took too many, uh, too many extra yards in this one. He should have taken his slide about two to three seconds before he did. He tried to get the ball as close as he could. I understand why they, why they thought maybe this would be a good idea, but when you have 14 seconds – and yeah, no you're just timeouts. Playing with fire. You're playing with fire. The problem was that, yeah, okay, they said that they practiced this, but he gave the ball to his center. The rule is the NFL official has to come and touch the ball and set it before the play can be ran. And the set the umpire set it and forget it. The umpire was about 25 yards away from the play because that's where he was. That's where the play started. So by the time he's he's sprinting over to the line, he was so he, shocked they ran a QB draw too. He's like, what yeah. the hell? 
he bumped into he bumps into Dak because Dak is like trying to hand the ball to his center. By the time the ball is set, it's about two seconds on the clock. The ball snapped. By the time it's spiked, there's double zeros on the clock. They talk it over. It's game over. You know, every, you know, McCarthy and everybody on the sidelines thought maybe there might have been one second left. But what did you guys think about this play call at the end? Or throw, come in here and just discuss what you thought about this final yeah, sequence. Too, it was not good. No. Um, that's exact. What transpired is exactly why you can't do that. Um, yep. Because it needs to be perfect in order to get the spike. And if something – okay, so the, the referee – uh, bumped into Dak. Say, what if he tripped on the way in, or the referee? Like you're, like anything. You just you need you're relying on everybody on your team to be perfect and the official to be perfect, and to get lucky a little bit. And too. you're like and, and you're and you're assuming that the 49er defenders aren't gonna be on top of you, like keeping you down for the clock to run. Which is exactly yeah. as soon as Dak saw red, yeah, I see red. He should have just. That's where you take your slide. Like you can't, you can't afford to lose seconds with a three hundred pound linebacker on top of you. And that's why it's inexplicable that the fact that the Niners took a timeout there. Three hundred pound uh, linebacker. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank D- you. Dallas had time to t- to talk about this and decide on what to do. So to Oof. me, it comes down to, hey, do you want to take two shots? From the forty-one yard line with about fourteen seconds, is, did they not want Dak to throw? I, I feel a like that was not the first play out of the timeout. I, th- I think there was another play first, and then that play. I don't know, McCarthy. McCarth- I, I mean, maybe no, he they was said just that was the play. That, quarterback, but he, no, they, he was, they he was adamant out, that was their play. That was their play. They they said they practiced it, and they said I know Dak that was, was their just, play. I know that was their play. I I just don't think it was the first one out of the timeout. I think they did another play first, and then that one. I, 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 I think it, it doesn't could, really change the. It really yeah. doesn't change the analysis yeah. either way. Listen, what Dallas, they should what if, they should have done is is like you. We were just saying the the uh, the slants, not the slants. I mean, playing to the sideline, right to the numbers. That those throws were there. Kind yeah. of you know, throw ten yard out, get ten yards, and then okay, you have about mm, eight to nine seconds to make a, a shot at the end zone. Well, at that point, box. that's when that's when they were that's when they were guarding the sideline, and even the announcers were like. Oh, like Tony Romo. They have they yeah they, they Romo and Nance were like they have too many guys on the sidelines. There's too much time left. Like what if they should have sent an armada straight up the middle? Um, yeah. They they like like a uh, I don't I don't know. I guess you couldn't do maybe like a tight end screen or something like that. They should have ran a quick slant over the middle because the Niners were given the middle of the field. You run up or you get another ten yards and then you spike it and you get one shot at the end zone instead. You know, you're, you're taking a big risk with that QB draw. And the problem was, I get the sentiment of why they tried it, but tell your quarterback, if, you, if Niners gave you a timeout, tell your quarterback, make him aware, communicate it for, as a coaching staff that, hey, listen, just go down, you know, pick up a couple yards and go down with about 10 seconds on the clock. Don't take the extra yards. Don't be a hero. There was no reason for that. Yeah. And that's what cost him the game at the end of the day. That's It wasn't the referee – or anything like no. that. It was it was your 15 penalties yeah. and your and your dumb play calling. That's what it was. I was actually pretty impressed because you know Dallas fans are usually uh, you know little little roaches. Um, I was impressed about how much Dallas fans were like, yeah, no, we we killed ourselves. We have so much talent and we're so undisciplined. So reckless, reckless show. Uh, I, I think I'm over my text usage from the amount of length and, and uh, characters that he was sending me during this game and, and at the end. Uh, but even he was like, yeah, like. You know, you ignore the run. Dak isn't a seventy-five million dollar quarterback. No discipline. 
guys out there don't know what they're doing. Uh, just just a mess. That's um, what I was going to ask you. If, if, what what did he say as far as Dak? Because because to me, he, I, he, well, me and me and him, him all, he's he's always been. You know my state. I forever I was like when Dak was doing that thing. I'm like you can't you cannot pay that guy forty million. You can't you can't pay him forty million dollars. He's not a forty million dollar quarterback. Uh, and he's on the same page. He's like listen, like he can't. He doesn't have a great deep ball. Like like he's just not. You know he he constantly misses easy throws. He's just not. He's not a seventy five. I mean he's got and he's got all these weapons right. He, yeah, he got he's got all the these weapons, weapons, but it's not like that. And he's more fresh. He's like dude, like like Pollard can't touch the ball six times. Like yeah. you can't like that's inexcusable. Like he's he's soured on Zeke. I'm still on Team Zeke. Like Zeke's a volume back. Like you, you need to give him the ball 20, 21 times. Like he just wears down lines and then he makes big plays at the end. Like that's what he's always done. So this thing where like they don't want to do that anymore. They like, didn't okay, stick well then, with it enough. They I know the Niners shut it down, but they did not stick. Yeah, with but they didn't the even try. Enough. That's what I'm saying. Like they okay, like this it. this Dak shit ain't working. Like maybe we should try to find creative ways to get Pollard involved in the game and take advantage of his speed. Um, Correct. But yeah, like the penalties that the, I mean. He he's been you know, reckless. Joe's been just saying he's been like these guys are frauds all season. Like he, you know, he's he's well, a big fo- he's a big football guy too. Um, I, and I brought it up. I mean, their record just, was yeah. padded. Their record was padded against the NFC East, right? They were six and zero. Correct. And then and then against the rest of the NFL, they were six and five. So how good were they? Dak's got all these weapons. I expected a lot more out of him. He was paid big money. A lot of people see him as a top quarterback. And he came up small. I mean, he, he has not done well in these playoffs. Like you said, the lack of dif- discipline. And uh, they were just out-physical, out-manned, out-dominated in this game. I mean, they didn't even try to take Dak in a play action or rollout, I mean, to help alleviate some of the pressure that was coming by Bosa and, I mean, and some of those other guys. I mean, we lost Fred Warner, our linebacker, too. Niners had a couple key injuries on that defense, and we still were able – to pressure Dak, get sacks, and make him force him into uh, bad throws. So, yeah, here's a it's a here, lot. <laughs> this is fun. This is here's a quote. They literally never play to their strengths ever. Always unprepared. For me to hear Kellen Moore is getting head coaching interviews, mind blow, mind blowing emoji three times. He can't even <laughs> figure out how to proper game plan for his own offense, and you're gonna hand him the keys to the kingdom. He'd be perfect for a dumpster fire like Miami, where they don't care about football. I just can't watch another McCarthy presser, and he's going to allow himself or any of these players to blame the refs. My God, was he was he missing the t- the ten pre-snap penalties or alignment issues? No accountability, no attention to detail. I think I said it every single game a hundred times. If you understand scheme and alignment and the game within the game, you see how far behind and underprepared this team is. They wasted the talent of so many players, and this team is going to be completely broken up and now left with a bunch of bloated contracts at positions you can't have wasted. Money. Oh, could have saved right. that analysis for the for the Steelers on the next game. Oh, uh, hey, last thing on this one. I know we're going long on these games, but I figure these last two won't take long. I, I got my, one thing too. My comment was on this fourth down. It was it was the fact that uh, the, the Cowboys scored on the so Jimmy G throws the interception. The, look at the drives. Like the Cowboys weren't moving the football. They had one successful drive against the Niners defense the entire game. Jimmy G throws a pick and only they only have to go like thirty yards and they easily score a touchdown. Like the ball was on like the 50 yard line. So like, why would you go for it on fourth? Like punt the football and make, make them go 90 yards and score on you. Like, and that's exactly what they did. And the Cowboys couldn't do it. Like for people like the Nick Wrights of the world, they were like, Oh, that is an indefensible and gutless punt. I'm like, 
they learn like that yeah right okay man that's why you're sitting at a desk behind a mic with a bad haircut and why you're not coaching in the nfl like go go talk to shanahan about bad calls and how it cost him a super bowl by making bonehead decisions and not just doing <laughs> just not not doing the smart thing and running and punting and doing like the basics like that that was my thing it's like if you if you had a suspect if you had a defense like dallas who yeah they create turnovers but they also give up tons of yards all right maybe you go for it because you're kind of worried like i don't know if my defense can sustain it but like what what during that game made you think that that Dallas could successfully go 90 yards on you and get a touchdown. Like I, yeah, in like well, three, it, you only had three and a half minutes to do it. Like I, I don't understand. To me, it was well, that's no- why when you when you said it, I'm like you were 100 percent right. It's a no brainer. Punt the you punt yeah. the ball every time. Exactly. Every especially time, especially when you have a top defense. Um, yeah. Dude, one quick thing. Uh, Nickelodeon broadcast was awesome. So on good. This once again, so good. That was great. So good. And uh, big. Let, I just want to give props to Jimmy Garoppolo. The guy's pretty much overcome adversity his the whole season, right? I mean, he's handled this pretty with nothing but class, in my opinion. I mean, there's been talks about him being traded in the offseason all year long so this team can go with Trey Lance. To me, personally, I still don't think Trey Lance is ready to, to be a starting quarterback yet. So all Jimmy's done all year is he said the right things. He's gone out and won games despite some injuries. He's played through injuries this year. It uh, says a lot about his character as a person, as a quarterback, as a teammate. And this is only raising his trade value. What, whatever the Niners decide to do here in the offseason, he's winning these games, gets them to the divisional round. This is going to be good for any other QB needy team that's going to come in here and see, hey, this guy's a good teammate. We could use a guy like this in our team, a veteran. His trade value is going up, so it's good for the Niners either way. You know, this team started, you know, they got to 3-5. and five. They could have easily packed it in. They decided, you know what, we're going to go out. We're going to finish 7-2, big, strong finish. They were down 17-0 to the Rams. They won that one. And this team just has the DNA uh, of a team that can go deep in the playoffs because of guys like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Garoppolo, who's been much maligned the whole year and just comes through and plays big when they need him. Now, it's going to be tough to play in the frozen tundra, but we'll see when we get to that. Damn right, Ted. Right on DNA. Cue. Right on cue, DNA, baby. baby. Uh, all right, J.O. Sunday night. J.O.'s. Sunday night. Steelers visiting the Chiefs. Yeah, so um, we need to get to the upcoming game. So you you guys with your, with your rants, I'm going to keep this real simple um, and keep it light and fun because – I'll start with um, somebody tweeted, which was hilarious, that when the Steelers kind of were playing great defense and they were up seven nothing, like into the second quarter, someone tweeted, "They're they're like that old dog who just has that like lucid moment where they think or you make you feel like everything's okay, like right before they die." <laughs> that, <laughs> all right, that that cracked me up, um, and so. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers came out guns a-blazing on defense, looked great, and then the offense just three and out, three and out, three and out. Just just the patheticness that I've been saying all year. Didn't even didn't even try to score at the end of the first half? Yeah, the, oh, the, ben Roethlisberger, the past 10 years, one of the worst two-minute offense quarterbacks out there. Just just so bad. And Mike Tomlin just absolutely abysmal at game management with in terms of the clock. Um I don't, I don't know how many times I have to keep saying it. Like Mike Tomlin is is stale. Like it's it's done. Um, 
what what blows my mind is people look at this and they're like, well, Ben Ben Roethlisberger's immobility was was like the majority of the reason why the Steelers suck, and it's like they need a new coach at every major coaching position. They need new players at ninety percent of the positions. Um, like you're going up against Andy Reid, who actually knows how to like run off offenses in this century, uh, and Patrick Mahomes, who is actually good. So, um, you know, two just two things to leave everyone with: the Steelers' last four playoff games, thirty-six points to the Patriots. In the AFC Championship game in 2017, 45 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home in the divisional round. Oh, I forgot that was in Pittsburgh. 48 points. Uh, I it was at Pittsburgh last year to the Cleveland Browns. This year, at Kansas City, 42 points. 36, 45, 48, and 42. That's that's what that's that's the great. Mike Tomlin in his last four playoff games. Not good. Uh, you know, this guy, oh, he's never had a losing season. He's always been above 500. You know what his record is in the playoffs? Eight and nine. So, again, Oof. time to move on from the offensive coordinator, from Ben, from Tomlin. Well, they're bringing the, the offensive coordinator back, right? Didn't they already announce that? They didn't announce it. They said they're expected to give yeah. him another chance. Okay. Um, the defensive coordinator, everybody. They need – secondary help they need linebacker help they need d-line help they need an entirely new offensive line their receivers can't create separation other than Deontay, and he's truly a number two and he's dropping the ball a lot now uh they need a quarterback they they have Najee and Fryermuth on offense it's it's not good uh that being said like i always say you know 90 percent of these these guys in the nfl are all the same and if you get the right coaches in place, the scheme scheme wins a lot more in the NFL than like they're they're all just freaks. Like they're all giants, they're all freaks, and scheme is gonna win the day most of the time. So I, I wouldn't say that they are that far off because they do have some talent. Like TJ Watts, amazing. Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward. If they get to it back, Alu Alu, etc. etc. They I mean they're they could be potentially close. They could be back within a year or two, but there's a lot needs to happen, and it's not going to happen under Mike Tomlin. So, um, yeah, that's that's the analysis. The, the Kansas City Chiefs look like they're ready to to go on a run and you know potentially win another Super Bowl. I mean, uh, they need to get healthy. Uh, Tyreek Hill Hills heel is injured, but he did say have that a good three game. times fast. Tyreek Hills, Hill, Tyreek Hills, Hill, Tyreek Hills, Hill. Uh, uh, Kelsey, um, he, he looked great. Um, their running backs were all banged up, but Jarek McKinnon looked good. Again, but it was the Steelers' defense. So um, uh, we'll see. We'll see if the if the Chiefs fix their issue from last year, which was their their offensive line. You know, they addressed it in the offseason. Um the Steelers couldn't really exploit it, so we'll see what happens next week against the Bills. Uh, I have no other thoughts on the game, Teddy. Yeah, no, J.O. put it in a nice bow there. There's not much to say in this game. It's just going to be different to watch the Steelers without Big Ben next year. Yep. Mason Rudolph time, baby. 
Uh, all right. So that brings us to the Monday night game. We'll be quick. I wish I was uh, eating some Kansas City ribs during that game. That's the only thing that would have made it better. That would have been ribs. good. Had ribs for lunch. Uh, all right. First game. So so five field. We had the Cardinals visiting the Rams. Uh, I'll give the highlights on this one. There weren't many. Um, Kyler Murray looked like an absolute mess in his first playoff game. Uh, credit the L.A. Rams. Their defense looked ferocious. Uh, what's I? Ver, or, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking again. I'm just a loser. Von Miller. Tequila. Von Miller. Like I feel like I, he hasn't had a ton of impact since he got there. He looked he looked great last night. Uh, I mean, Aaron Donald. I I, I I say it all the time. I think he's the best football. I think he's the best football player in the NFL. He was all over the field. Uh, they were all over Murray. They contained him. He wasn't able to really get out of the pocket and do anything. Had some bonehead plays, bad turnovers. Uh, the defense, to me, really set the tone. Uh, Shafford gets his first playoff win. He gets off the schneid. Uh, he, they really, and it was a perfect game for him because they really didn't ask him to have to do much because again like the defense just kept go, kept putting our, how many thir- how many third and 17s did the cardinals have in the first half like Eli and Peyton were just like cracking up They're like Jesus it's another third and 17 I don't know it was too busy trying to binge C to get ready for the podcast <laughs> I mean you didn't miss anything like to me that was the story uh, it, it was all the defense. I'll give I'll give Stafford credit. He got his first playoff win. Uh, they didn't bring him there to win a first Look, round. The real story Off is that Cam, Cam Akers came back from he like, looked really five, good. Yeah, he, he looked, looked like, good. an Achilles injury in what like six five months. months? Six like, months. Yeah. Incredible. He looked really good. Yeah, he looked really good. He looked explosive. He looked awesome. Yeah, Odell looked really good. Um, they did it. The only the only thing you could really say that the Cardinals did well was they they garp they defended Cooper Cup really well. Um, he got he ended up getting a touchdown, but. Everybody else was eaten. Um, Odell had an awesome touchdown catch off a Stafford throw. Um, but again, we're, they, we're they didn't bring Stafford We're rooting for the Rams there. in our house because my wife's cousin is a receiver for the Rams, Skoranek. So we're uh, oh shit, yeah, we're rooting for the Rams. Well, you did the, pick them the Super Bowl too. I talk to you every day, and like this isn't something you ever bring up. Like what the what the hell? I've I, I, you know I've Drew's gonna to ask to so use that times. connection for you've an never, Odell you've autograph. Never brought that up told, in conversation. I've told it to you more than once, but you you don't listen to anything I say. So. Uh, anyway, that's anyway. a common theme. I feel um, like. But yeah, again, like we're uh, and fun fun fact. I've been I, saying it for over a year. Never he, has. He was, he was never on has. Northwestern for four years. Then he was on Notre Dame. Then he got drafted in the seventh round. I've been saying it for over a year. Untrue. This Untrue. sounds like a recurring theme. Untrue. Um. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, I, I think a fun fact: I think Odell has more passing yards since he left in a playoff game since he left the Giants than any Giants quarterback since he left. Is that? I think is that th- I think you take? made. I think you make that up. I, I, what are you talking about here? Giants haven't made the passing yards. Uh, Odell Beckham has more since he left the Giants. Has yeah. more passing yards in a playoff in game playoffs. than any. Oh, Giants in a playoff. Well, yeah, in a playoff game. Okay, see what I, yeah. See what I, did there? I like that. See That's it, a good one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, again, to me, it was a story. It was the defense? Uh, I thought the Cardinals played like coward. Like they, they were terrible. Cowards. Cowards. Um, I think you meant horsens. Horsens, yeah, horsens. Uh, dude, they were, they were, they, they, they don't even deserve to call horsens. Um, Thirty-five seconds left in three timeouts, like. You're down twenty-one nothing, and the Rams are getting the ball. Like, like you need to, you need to try to get some points here. Like, try to get something going. 
Like, if you're worried Murray's going to throw another turnover, then get him out of the game. Like, you need to do something. And I, I just thought that was such a puss move. I was like, well, they're toast. Um, and then the Rams come out and, yeah, do their thing in the second half. So that's all I have on that. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else there is. Uh, Did you know if there was anything else? Yeah, just just quick ones. Cardinals 0 for 9 on third down conversions. Yeah, well, when you're third and 17, that's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, like you said, the defense was huge. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, right? I'm just going to talk about his NFL years, but there's a stat out there. Nine straight seasons since dating back to 2013 where his team has gone on severe second-half slides. Uh, You know, the record just takes a hit. I mean, 2019, they started 3-3. and Finished two and seven. 2020, the year of the Hale Murray, they got off to a six and three start. They finished it up two and five. This year, ten and two start. Looking seven like they're going to run. Every, we were talking about were they the number one team in the NFL? Seven and zero. Oh. And then Kyle yeah, was out the ten, year four and seven. Ten, yeah, ten and two start and finished one and five. You know, so Ugh. that they they played horrible at home all year, and we said it. I mean, I said it. As soon as Murray got dinged up. Has not been the same since he got back. Uh, let's see if they fade down the stretch. It's happened two years in a row now. Uh, I don't know if that's on Kingsbury, that you know it's it's a lack of discipline and, and some kind of disconnect he has between him and his teams, or it has to do you know with just the players not stepping up, the injuries. But that's Hop, not a, the, the Hopkins injury is critical. Hopkins injury was big. I, I, yeah, that's big because he he's huge when Murray gets back there and starts scrambling because he's yeah. so good. He just finds ways to get open, so like he's just—he's an insane safety valve. But yeah, th- those collapses to me—that screams problems with the leadership. The problem is that the Cardinals aren't going to make any moves now. I mean, this is the combo you've stuck with, and yeah. they've won games, and they're—they're they're on the third year, and they progress pretty well here. But they can't keep having these these second half slides where they get off to hot starts and and just finish off, you know, terribly. So. That's not a good look. But other than that, I mean, besides that, thank God the Manning cast was on. That was the only entertaining part of this game. Agreed. Okay. And J.O. was watching TV, so he's good. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. All right, and boys. Divisional playoff weekend. Saturday, 435. The Bengals, cool Joe Burrow. He's going into Nashtown. Play the one seeded Titans. King Henry is back. Uh, Jordan, give us give us the skinny on this one. Um, I think you know. I, at the beginning of the year, I talked about how Nashville has to kind of get the sense that their window is closing, which is hilarious. You know, you immediately at the time cracked up but also agreed with me like how short a window is in yeah, the NFL. Two years. So, it was two years and they're done. They're toast. So um I mean it's for Ryan Tannehill's career, it's kinda like is is it gonna get better is he gonna have a better chance than this? They're the one seed. They're going up against uh, a, a Bengals team who I mean, uh, they just won their first playoff game in thirty one years. So I mean does anybody really expect the Bengals to have much of a chance? Um you know it's it's a must win, but obvious, obviously, but um, I, <laughs> I mean, it, can we can we, pick, can we can we can we strip that and pin it on the Twitter page? Um, but I mean, in terms of his career, though, like, like oh, okay, this, okay, like this is it, like, so, um, like, whereas, this is his like, Philip Rivers moment that Philip Rivers could never really capture, e- exactly, and so like, whereas like Joe Burrow's like gun, obviously going to get more chances than this, and that being said, though, uh, uh. 
I'll be interested just because the Bengals have like kind of done a little bit more than everyone expected all year. So guess what? If Jamar Chase just can't be guarded, if it's one of those games, like, and he yeah. goes for eight and 170 and three touchdowns, like yeah. the, Bengal, the Bengals are going to be right there. So I, I think the Titans have to do everything they can to run the ball, control the, control the game, and if they have to double and triple Jamar Chase and just try and limit anything that T. Uh, Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to do, then I, th- I think that's what they got to go for. But um, that, that I'm I'm liking the Titans all the way. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see how, what King Henry has in the tank coming off the injury. Yeah, and I'll my I'll, and Julio baby. What's what's he got in the tank? AJ Brown's playing, Nothing. right? Yeah, and AJ yeah. Brown's going to be healthy. Too. They're all they're, uh, they're all healthy. You'll probably have more a more in depth analysis than me on this one, Teddy. But I my for me for the Titans to win this game, I think they need to, I think they need to go back and watch the way that they played against Baltimore last year and do the exact opposite. <laughs> I I thought they were so passive against the Baltimore Ravens last year in the playoff game that they never the Ravens just did a great job of shutting down Henry. And the, the Titans just seemed lost, and they were just like, eh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just going to take field goals uh, when I need to be going for touchdowns. And they just – they never really were in the game, even though it wasn't like Baltimore was just jamming the ball down their throats. They just they just were just like, eh, we're here. We'll just, you know, we'll just play it slow. Um, I think that the, the Bengals' ability to just, you know, run up the score quickly and move the football – I think the Titans just have when they're. It's obvious to say when they're in the red zone, they need to get touchdowns. But usually, this is a game where I think a lot of times where I'm like, take the points. I think they need to really assess those situations to where they're going for three, they're go versus going for seven. Uh, that's that's my only thoughts on the game. <sighs> I think this is a really bad matchup for the Titans, to be honest with you, just because of the Bengals' offense. But I'm I'm not gonna. I'm Jo has just swung me to to King Henry, and um, I love this commercial he's got for the video game, or no, for the deodorant, where he's just running all over the map and nobody can stop him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Titans as well. The King has returned. Ted, what do you got for this one? Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, Mike Vrabel, four and zero coming off a bye. That that's a stat Ooh, right there. Right, that's that's what I'm talking about, Teddy. 4-0 coming off the bye, and they win by an average of 20.5 points coming off wow. the bye. So, Derrick Henry, they're going to be the key to that. Is he is he back? Is, now, is he healthy? We know he's been working out while he's been out. But football shape and being in shape are two different things. So, curious to see how much they use him, you know, in this game, how many carries he gets. The big thing is the Bengals uh, in that game against the Raiders, they lost some some key defenders in the front seven. Uh, one of their D tackles is out for this game. So if Henry gets going, watch out. And um, the only thing is if this game turns into a shootout, like Jordan said, I mean, if this is one of those Jamar Chase games, the I think it favors the Bengals. I mean, the Titans, I don't think – have ever had the capability to come back in a shootout type of game. And this really is it, is it for Ryan Tannehill. So it's put up or shut up. I just think that the Titans have come way too far and done way too much 
to just you know go one and done in this one. So I think no, I mean, uh, I'm, so. I'm not saying Tannehill and the Titans won't get any more chances, but like this is their this best is their best chance. shot. This is their best yeah. shot. Yeah, the window best. here. This yeah. is the best shot. Like I the got one the... seed. Everyone's healthy. Yeah. Well, at least healthy. And the other but... the other side of the bracket is while albeit people will will favor if the Titans do win. They the other whoever wins the other game will be favored. will be favored to Correct. win. I think. Correct. But, those teams, you know, they have tons of questions about them. I'll make it a sweep. I'm taking the Titans as well. I think right. uh, it's going to be right, enough. I'm right. I wrote down, boxed, and circled 20 and a half off the twenty and a half average win victory off the bye. There you go. All right. 8 o'clock Saturday night. We got the gang, gang, night or bang, 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 bang not the gang. Gang, gang, Going bang, Drew to the, the frozen tundra. Green Bay. To play the guy that they didn't draft, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Teddy, kick us off for this one, my man. Rematch yeah. of week was this week four? Week two. Week two. Week two. Wow. No, 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 no. You're right. No, you are right. Actually, no. It's yeah, no. It was week three or week four because I know the Niners were undefeated going into it. So you might be right. It's either week three or week four. And if you remember in that one, Jimmy G had the uh, seemingly the game-winning drive to. Give the Niners the lead, and then Rodgers just the two deep passes was to it, Adams. Was it 36 or 26 seconds? It was. Uh, about, I think there was 26 seconds left. He had two deep week passes. Week three. Yep. Week three. Yep. There you go. He had two deep passes to Adams, got him a field goal range, and they won 30 to 28. I think was the final. So here's Correct. the difference. Here's the difference now. This there's gonna be it's gonna be 17 de- degrees in Lambeau on Saturday night. Jimmy Garoppolo has never played in a game under 40 degrees in his career. He's oh, got an God, look at he's I gotta write that down. Under he's got 40 degrees. Yeah, he's got a he's got the messed up thumb as we said. He's got a sprained shoulder. He's been playing with a litany of injuries. And when you're out in the cold, those injuries aren't gonna get any better. So, the thing is, this team though, the Niners, they're kind of built for this weather. I mean, they're a physical run first team. Run team yeah. And they play tough defense. So uh, this game is going to be, if the Niners want to win this one, if you remember the recipe two years ago when they uh, went to the Super Bowl and they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Raheem Mostert had 200 yards rushing on the ground. They're going to have to find some combination of Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel to combine for 150-plus yards on the ground. Keep the ball away from uh, the soon-to-be MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers. That team is well-rested now. You know, Rodgers says his toe is good to go. Uh, they're going to get a couple guys the back on defense. The toe is good to go. The toe is good to go. They're uh, they're getting some guys back on defense. They've been a pretty decent defense all year long. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Bosa, you asked about Bosa, if he's going to play on this, and his name is Nick Bosa, not Joey Bosa, as uh, some of the sideline reporters were calling him on, on uh, Sunday. <laughs> uh, he's He's got a good chance to play. He uh, Shanahan said he's, he pra- he's going to practice at some point this week. It's not a really bad concussion. He's got to pass the protocol. Fred Warner has a low ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle, so that's a good sign for him. He should be able to good to go as well. So if those guys were not playing, the two best players on the defense, I would have said that Rodgers is going to tear them up. Now, he still might tear them up, but I think this game might be a little closer just because the Niners got something brewing, and I think that just the way that these they've won their last couple games, the Rams game, this game against Dallas, uh, Shanahan and LaFleur, those guys coach together for a long time. They know each other well. It's always a chess match when they play. So I think that the Niners, if they want to win this one, uh, got to run the ball very well. No stupid turnovers by Garoppolo, and the defense has to pressure Rodgers. That's, uh, that's what I'm going with. And you guys know what my preseason pick was, so I'm going to stick with my boys. 
Here's another interesting stat before I let you guys go. And the Niners, seventh-ranked offense. Nobody would, would assume this, but their offense in a regular season has been better than the Rams, mm. Packers, and Bengals. Wow. So that's my pick, the Niners. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Joe. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Sammy Sosa, Packers by a thousand. No, I, I actually think it's going to be close. Debo Samuels is probably my favorite player in the NFL at the moment. Debo. He's just, he, he just incredible. I feel like I'm watching high school where it's like the best player. They're just like, give it to him everywhere on the field. Like it's, 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 he's so cool. Um, so, uh, ooh, flipping through the notes, flipping. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I, I just think he's, he's so cool. And, um, that being said, I, I think Rogers wins it on the final drive, whether it's a field goal or touchdown or whatever. I think he just has one of those classic Aaron Rodgers moments and wins it at the end. I, I can't get the, uh, the blown pass to Ayuk out of my head, Ted. Yeah. I just, I, know. I think. I, I think I think something similar is going to happen on Saturday night, and it's just going to give Rodgers an extra opportunity to go win the game. I think it's close. Yeah. I don't think they win by a thousand. Um, I, uh, I I I I think it comes down to the last five minutes of the game. Maybe you have a couple of scores in the last five minutes, but I do. I I just think that the Niners are going to have. There's going to be a, there's going to be a, a spot there where they can they can ice the game and they're just going to miss the pass and uh, Rogers is going to go down with just enough time to either get a field goal or, uh, yep. or throw a touchdown. Hey, hey, the only look, way the, the only way it doesn't happen is if it's uh you know fourth fourth and three on the <laughs> uh, the three yard line and they decide to kick the field goal instead of running it in. Listen, the the, the Niners are playing with house money. They're going to be loose. All the pressure's on. The Packers and Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers is 0-3. I mean, Rodgers, again, Rodgers is, no, is no gatekeeper in the NFC. Yeah. We've, we've gone been, over that. They've been, for the last 10 years, you want to talk about Mike Tomlin on the other side, Jordan? I mean, since 2010, since that Super Bowl, I mean, Rodgers is playoff choke after playoff choke. He's 0-3 against the Niners historically in the playoffs. Is he finally going to get the win against them? I mean, this is the year for him to do it when he's having this MVP caliber type of year. It's, it seems like he's got the team finally. But uh, I just don't know. Listen, he had the team last year. He had the t- yeah. He's had the team Stop, for the last Eddie, three years. That's that's your buddy's uh, nonsense getting in your head. That guy. The team. Yeah, that yeah, team yeah. was there last year to win, and he cho- and he choked. But and they hey, choked. it's it'll, I hope it's a fun game. That's all. I'm, I'm hoping it's a close. I think it will be. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be close. I had had that IU play not happened. I forget the interception. I I I, I was I was all about to pick the Niners. Uh, you know, halfway through that game last week, but that that just stuck with me, man. Um, all right, Sunday, Sunday, fun day. Weird three o'clock start time for the divisional playoff round. Not really sure what that's all about, but game one to me, this is the game of the divisional round. The Rams are going to Tampa to play the Buccaneers at three o'clock. Maddie Stat. Now this. This is the game that they brought this student for. Not a divisional this first is it. round game. This is it. Pressure's on. Pressure's Don't on. Mess up. You're on the road. You're playing the GOAT, the defending champions. What do you got? How's it gonna work? Um I'll go first for this one. I think the Rams are gonna win. I think the defensive line is going to just wreak havoc on Brady. I didn't 
I didn't really like I said I I didn't. That's why I talked a little bit longer on the Eagles game. I, I thought the Eagles the Eagles front, which is nowhere near the talent of the Rams front, got to Brady a lot in a lot a lot of those drives. Again, like you, some of the penalties you know negated some things, but I thought they I thought they stunted Tampa Bay drives more than they should have. I think the Ram, I think the the Bucks are just banged up enough. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming Fournette will play. Uh, I don't think I don't know I don't know if they've released that or not. Probably no not. word yet. Um, but even if he does, I just think the defensive line is just gonna just wreak havoc. And again, I I don't think Stafford's gonna have to do too much. So I don't think it's we're, we're gonna come down to a play where Stafford's gotta be be smart in in a fourth quarter under five minutes situation. And I think they do get that win, and every L.A. Ram fan says, oh, we told you. We told you. And, and Teddy, you can do it. We told you Stafford was that guy, and it was Detroit. <laughs> um, and to me, that's the key. I just, I just, I just think that – I just think the defense, they just they just showed a lot of spunk on Monday. And I get, maybe it was the Cardinals. Maybe it was just an experience. And maybe I'm just, you know, recency biased. But I think they're going to be the difference in the game if the Rams are going to win. J.O., what do you got? Um Actually, I wanted to mention this too. We ha- we haven't been given the point spread, but um, I was going to do that at the end. But oh, oh, okay, all right. Um, well, this is why this is why we do outlines. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, now I I'm uh, this is going to sound stupid because we're all going to take the Rams. We're all going to pick against Brady. He's going to shove it up our ass. <laughs> but uh, I hope. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Rams as well. Um, the analysis I'll give is that historically, how does Brady lose in the playoffs? When the other team can generate pressure by not blitzing and then have good coverage, that's exactly how the Rams are built. I mean, they got yep. um, Aaron Donald, um, oh, geez, all the guys up front, Von Miller, yeah. Um, oh, the uh, I forget the other stud uh, that they got. Is it is it Robert Quinn? I forget who they got over there. Um, but I mean, the Rams are just loaded up front and in the secondary. Um, so and with you know. Uh, Godwin out and um, AB a distant memory. Um, <clears throat> you know Mike Evans is good, but they can kind of key on him a little bit. So then you're looking at the tight ends and um, yeah, him at Ramsey will be fun if that's the if they if they play that matchup. Yeah, we'll see what what matchup they go with. Um, although it's I, really going to be the tight end to me. Like Tampa, ta- the Tampa <clears throat> tight ends are are key for them to to be. The Rams were down game. both their starting safeties last game, weren't they? Are they they going to be back? Uh, Weddle played right. That's why they signed Weddle. Yeah, they signed Rhett Weddle out of retirement. He like came off his couch to play for them. So I, think, I mean, I don't know if that, be that's back. not a good that's not a good sign because Brady will find those holes. But if um, he has time to find them, yeah, if he has time. So um, that being said, I'll, I'll I'll take the Rams in what is close at the beginning and ends up not being as close at the end. Maybe like ten points. Yeah, Ted. Man, you guys are close to swaying me man with you make you guys are making really good points uh maybe this is the one team that brady and the bucks didn't want to see in the playoffs right they played earlier in the year stafford had a really good game i think he threw for like 350 and four touchdowns and that was before obj was uh on this team so now he's gonna have obj um stafford uh and these guys that you're right i mean the defense for the rams if they play like they just did against kyler murray uh they're gonna make life a living hell uh, you know, Donald, Miller, Ramsey, is he going to be covering Mike Evans? So this is going to be one of those games where <clears throat> t- uh, Brady's going to have to uh, make do with what he's got. If Fournette is not playing, it's going to be very difficult 
for him to get things going because yeah. who knows if they're going to have a run game w- without Fournette. I mean, well, I, and Fournette and Fournette and Fournette became such they they just unlocked him in the passing they game did. this year. They did, which just yep. made them so much more dangerous. Which in a game like this is is key if that if that front four is getting to them to just dump it off to Fournette to just like wreak havoc on the uh, the rest of the defense. Right. So also, I, I mean, love Cam Akers. Everybody's so. going to be watching for that. Right, and, and uh, I really want to stick with Brady and the Bucks, man. I, I I mean that was my pick to get to the NFC title game. Uh, I'll, I'll just play devil's advocate here, and I'm, I'm going to stick with Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady. Until he loses, I, I would say it's I, never I a bad pick. I was going to say, uh, the two. The, I, I was about to say, man, the two-brew crew finally slayed somebody. You almost did, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick with Tom Brady, and uh, I think Gronkowski is going to be the key to the game, and uh, I think yeah. Tommy B uh, goes on to another title game here. Even I, I, Two quick things. Uh I, I'm just so still disappointed in O.J. Howard. I thought Brady would unlock this guy, and, like, he just can't even see the field. Um, and so, Ted, since you're – so if the Rams lose, is is the Stafford trade a failure? No. I, I Listen, I, I know this is the game that he has to win, and now that he got his first playoff win, I mean, Eli Manning said it. Maybe he plays a little loose. Or was it Peyton that said it? Peyton maybe said it, yeah. He, he's got the monkey off his back. Maybe he's going to play a little loose. I don't think it's a failure because I think – he still had a pretty pretty solid year overall, and you give him obviously you're going to get another crack at it, you know, with a full year with OBJ and everything. So yeah, I get it. Uh, well, if he, gonna lo- if, he resi- if he resigns for Bitcoin again, yeah, that's true. I think I, don't, I was thinking of Justin Hollins, by the way. Uh, oh, the defender. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm going to say it's not a failure, but I know. I say most pundits will say it is because they they at least got to a divisional round with with Goff and John Wofford last year, so. You got to get to a title game, so this is going to be it. This is this is where and he has a Super to prove Bowl it. Goff. We gotta, we're not going to ignore this. Well, Super yeah, that was three years ago, but he's got to what at that, least what is that? <laughs> with a less talented team. <laughs> what is that? What that's arguable. That that, that's uh, that's arguable. You know, outside of the run game, they yeah. have beefed up. They have beefed up everywhere. And Cam, I mean, if Cam Akers runs like that, I mean, I just I, think it's t- it's Tom Brady. It's thirty-five playoff wins against one playoff win. So. But that the team, but they're they're vulnerable and they're injured. They got injuries everywhere. No, know, correct. Man. You're right. We'll talk, you, almost, you almost swayed me. If it happens, we'll talk about it next week, uh, and I will sway you. Who would have thought? You're, pi- you're picking player. Stafford, and I'm picking against him. Who would have thought? It's just I just I, I I don't like the matchup. Like I picked the Bucks to uh, I, I picked the Bucks in the bracket buster, but because uh, I thought there was an outside chance the Cardinals might win that game, so I wanted. Here to Here he goes again, myself. just just switching his picks on a weekly basis, so he could. Well, I'm not. We're not. We're not tracking this. We're not tracking this stuff. We're just doing the bracket buster because I don't need to hear your nonsense. I don't understand how it works. What do you mean you won again? Uh, I mean, you're making. He's a weird like the kid from Big Daddy. I win against your own picks. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. This I not to I I still think that's the game of the weekend, but it's going to be followed up by another awesome. No, game. this is the be- game of the weekend coming ah, up right here. I disagree, but six thirty CBS Buffalo goes to Kansas City, a rematch of the AFC title game uh, from last year. Ted, give us give us the lowdown, dirty shame on Bills Chiefs. Yeah, we all remember Stephon Diggs standing on the sidelines watching the Chiefs celebrate last year. That was, that was a big moment. Um, this year, Bill, you know, in the regular season, Bills got a little measure of, of revenge. They went into Arrowhead, and they, uh, you know, they, they beat the Chiefs. And uh, after that, we all thought there was going to be a problem with KC this year. Were they, were they struggling? Were, but they went off and t- teared off a couple wins, and it seems like they're back to form. Uh, this, One of if us this, thought they'd, they'd 
They'd snap back. Jordan, Jordan did. Only, jo- only Jordan did. Gronk, Gronk, or Tory White uh, end zone spiked that bitch, man. I think that the Bills defense. I mean, the season's over. I think I waited long enough. <laughs> yeah, for real. If this turns into, I mean, this could turn into a shootout the way the both quarterbacks are playing. But I just think the Bills defense. I mean, they've been they've been playing much better all year long. They're a top defense, and uh, they've been really good against the run. So if they can shut, you know. If, the Chiefs aren't known as a running team. I know McKinnon had a really solid game against the Steelers, but <laughs> yeah. speaking of Tory White, funniest text ever. He's like, if you'd never watched football before and you were watching the Steelers Chiefs game, you would think you would think McKinnon is the best player in the NFL. Sir, he's he's right. I mean, he <laughs> that was really. Of- <laughs> I was dying when he texted that. I expect fireworks in this one. I think that Allen now has on like unlocked himself into being into the elite status after that game against the Patriots. They, they got the monkey off their back, 20 years of revenge against the Patriots. Coming into this one, the revenge factor from last year with the AFC title game, I think the Bills now are on a mission, and they're going to they're gonna roll all the way into the Super Bowl. So give me the Bills first, in this one. Bills defense this season, not even lately, this season. This first season. Point, first points per game, first yards per game, first yards per play, first – first and first down per game and first and third down percentage. And there it is right there. I mean, Allen, if Allen's playing the way he is and you got that defense, you're going to go far. And sorry, I was uh I had I had the sneezies. Uh you picked the Bills to win, right? Got the Bills. Yes, sir. You, you got the Billsies. JO. No one hit us with the your wagons, best shot. Like the Buffalo da, da, da. Bills. What's that? Said so no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Love it. Homage to Chris Berman there. Sweet. Um, I'm really excited for this game. I the Bill like right now the Bills have momentum and they seem like they're like that quintessential getting hot at the right time. Um, they've they've rallied off a lot of good wins here in the last five weeks. I'm pulling a jail. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, do I want to pick against my own picks again, or Joey? I can say that I can just cleat claiming victory, or should I just go go with what I thought? Uh, He's the kid from Big Daddy. I win. Uh, I win. <laughs> what a reference <laughs> from the top rope. I'm gonna I'm gonna with take the steel the chair from behind. The Who Chiefs you keep through? it. The, the, the Chiefs keep it going. Wow, the Chiefs. The Chiefs keep it going. Did you have them in the bracket, Andy Buster? Reloves. Fuck you, Jordan. Yeah, you I have, have the, the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I have the Chiefs winning. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have them in the Super Bowl. That's right. Yes, I do. I do. What's the, who's the key to this game now? Tyreek, Kelsey. What do you think? Uh, I mean, to me, for the the Chiefs, it's it's always Kelsey. Like if you can find a way, like he's just so unguardable, and he yeah. just always seems to find a way to be open. If you can find a way to bottle him up, I I think you have um, I, I, you give yourself a chance. And he's you know the biggest thing if you if you can convert third downs, you're just you're just so so dangerous and it's so hard to beat you. And that's what he does. Like. Anytime they're in trouble on a third day, like he just gets the ball. Like, I think it's Kelsey. Let me, let me, let me cut you off. Cause this is, this is the part of the pod I'm, I'm excited for. Okay. Firstly, let's just, let's just talk about the spreads real quick. Go ahead and rattle them off. And then I, I, I think you have a special treat for us, right? I do. Hopefully my phone doesn't die before I get it. Uh, I get it there. Cause then that would be sad. Um, yeah. So real quickly, we got the spreads. We have, uh, the Bengals are three and a half dogs against the Titans. 
I like the Titans to cover that. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Niners are six-point dogs. I like them to cover that. Me too. Uh, I, I guess de facto, yes, based on my analysis, yeah. Yeah, the Rams are three-point dogs to Tampa Bay. I like the Rams' money line. Yeah, plus 132 I have on the money line. Yeah, I take and, the bucks. And the fact that it's only three, yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. uh, you know, that's a push. Uh, and then Kansas City's a two-point favorite. Buffalo. You like Buffalo. The over-under is 54-and-a-half. I kind of like the over. I was going to say, the over-unders, the, the lowest of the week is Bengals-Titans at 47, and the Packers and Niners are 47-and-a-half. The Rams-Bucks are 48-and-a-half, and the Bills and the Chiefs are at 55. So, um, there's going to be more than one over. I yeah. just don't know which ones, but one one two of these games are going to pop off at least. Um, yes, but, sir. All right. Give us our treat, Drew. What's our treat? Well, we've been we've been holding it for two weeks. It was supposed to come out, but then those friggin' Steelers, they just wouldn't die. Thank God for that tie that got them into the playoffs. Thank uh, God. <laughs> so we gave you a little sneak preview of our ode to Big Ben because for 17 years? 18. 18. 18 years. God, he was just a treat. Um you know, a lot of people's favorite quarterback, even if he didn't like the Steelers, he was, you know, he's a guy people like to root for. And uh, we wrote him a song. We wrote him a little farewell song. We? Uh, we. Well, I wrote you, it. man. We I wrote it, you. but it was Uncle inspired. Phil style? We? <laughs> we. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, are we the quartetting this? Am I doing it? No, it's all, it's all you. You have the floor. You got it, man. Oh, I'm doing it. All right. All right. I, I didn't know. I didn't want to rob you You got guys the voice of an eight-year show. I haven't called the songbird of my generation. All right, we ready? I'm ready. I had an instrumental for this, but it was I didn't even know when the words actually fit with the instrumental. I was like, have I ever even heard have I even heard this song or have I, mean, I only ever great song. have I'm, I only I'm, have I, I only wait. ever heard the uh the and the Andy from the office version of it in the the last couple episodes. Oh, um, all right. Okay. It's it's a good song. I will remember you. Will you remember me, Big Ben? You got the ball out fast. Two-yard passes in our memories. Remember the good times that we had. One playoff win in the last ten years. You may have done that thing without permission, but we still love you in our memories. Do you remember the 06 Super Bowl? Yes, Ben, that's the one you stole. Don't let those first down sticks make a difference. Weep not for Tomlin's job future. So afraid to love you, but more afraid of your picks. We had Troy A.B. and Le'Veon, but still no chips. The last decade was a darkness, deep and endless night. You gave me everything you had, oh, you gave me the light. 
Will you remember me? I will remember you. Don't let your life pass you by. Weep not for good, oh Ben. Weep <laughs> not for good, oh Ben. What happened? I blacked out. Slow clap on that one. We're, we're standing ovation. People are cheering. Encore. Encore. I, you actually got me to snort at some point in there. I don't know if the mic. Do you up remember I, the I was, 06 Super Bowl? I was dying last Yes, off Ben, the that's the one you stole. That might be the best line of the whole thing. Fun, fun story. <laughs> um, but first, in all seriousness, we all love Big Ben. Like, obviously, yeah. we're taking some bars because Jo's just been bitching and moaning about <laughs> about the Steelers. Seventeen offense. weeks of this. And then for 17 weeks, we've just been, progress- been progressively talking about Big Ben on the 18th hole. He's he's finally in the clubhouse. Uh, he finally was shoot- turned in a scorecard. He- in the in the first half, he was shooting some trick shots for like uh, tin cup style uh, <laughs> onto the green onto the onto the green still until uh, until halftime hit. And he's on, he's on a bar stool in the clubhouse. He's on a second hot dog. Yeah, so ne- we're next, we're just having a little fun. On him. Yeah, we're just having a little fun with Ben there. We but, love uh, you, Big Ben. We do love him, but it was really funny because I, I randomly, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning back when I was, you know, always working late hours and driving home from Philly. So I'm listening to a, a, a radio, or the, the local station, and somebody's blaming the refs for something in some game. It might have been an Eagles game. And the host goes, you know, I I don't know. There's, there's always calls that, you know, go throughout the course of the game. It very rarely ever comes down to one call to where you can blame the refs. He goes... There's only two times, only two two times, two games that I can actually say with pure certainty the referees completely robbed a team of the game. He goes, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks 2006 Super Bowl <laughs> was a complete travesty and robbery <laughs> from, from the Seahawks. And then he goes, and this is what I almost swerved off the road. And the 1989 men's NCAA championship game, Seton Hall got completely robbed against Michigan. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I just, <laughs> I wanted to call J.O. at like 2.30 in the morning and be like, you'll never guess what happened. And then I told him the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, we got you the six Super Bowl. Yeah, we stole it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, God. We, I didn't know this was like a hot button all, issue all, with, with Pittsburgh. All those calls were actually correct. I, I, I will easily stand by those. <laughs> I just remember watching it in the Pirates Cove and just like. Well, it's like they threw that pass to um. Oh, I forget the receiver's name, but he stiff arms. No, no, he stiff arms the Steelers defender from closing the gap, and then he catches the touchdown. And they're like, "Oh, that's not pass interference." I'm like, it, "It was a stiff arm when he didn't have the ball and the ball was in the air. Like that. That's offensive pass interference. Like I don't I, like. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. The I other just... one was was <laughs> when uh, Hasselbeck threw the pick. And then um, their offensive linemen went to take out the legs of one of the blockers on the return, and that's a penalty. And the reason I knew that was a penalty because that happened to the Steelers like six weeks earlier to Alan Fanica in in the regular season. Alan Fanica did oh, that. Oh, good to name drop. So as soon as it happened, I was like, Great "That's a penalty." They just they just called that on us like six weeks, ago, and they called it, and everyone was like, "That's bullshit." He didn't, he didn't actually hit him in the legs. I'm like. He dove at the guy's legs. The fact that he was able to like hop skip over him like doesn't change the fact that he clearly goes to take out the guy's knees. Uh, and then the the uh, the holding call, where it was like 
James Harrison gets held on every play. Like, I, you're really going to say that's not a holding? So, you all can bite me. <laughs> bite me. Uh, that was good. That was good. I, that uh, was phenomenal, Drew. I've been, hold, I've, been hold, I've been holding Great lyrics. Great lyrics. I appreciate yeah, that was, that it. That was good. I, I, wish, I, I really wish I could have found a rhythm with the instrumental. I just, I, I'm like, when does it come on? And I couldn't find a karaoke version. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to. Hey, Sarah McLaughlin, she's great, man. Sarah McLaughlin. Is that who sings that? It is. Yeah. Oh, wow. it is. That's right. So, uh, all right, boys. That's we should have we should have exited with that song. But we should have. Okay. I uh, bad. That's my fault for being late. Um, this was fun, boys. I'm I'm excited. What time is this? What time is this game over? Oh, it's so it'll be over nine o'clock. But we might we might just get wild. Be ready for Sunday night, boys. I might be call ready. Audible and say right. we're pop we're popping on real time. That's fine. That might happen. So instant reaction. Yeah, yeah. Jo might veto me on that, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh, yeah. This was fun. Good luck. Uh, bang. Hopefully we're uh, screaming. Uh, bang bang Niner gang again, Teddy. For you. I can't wait. You're, man. The, you're the only one with a rooting interest right, right now. That's right. Uh oh oh bracket busters real quick. Uh, me and Teddy are tied at five. Jo is at four. So, but I actually I actually like Jo's. The rest, how his bracket is set up. So I think I'm picking Jo to win this thing now, which I, yeah sucks. If the Niners so. listen, the swing game is the Niners. Oh, you're Packers. toast. Yeah, if the Niners yeah. lose, you're out. <laughs> yeah. But all right, boys. As always, big kisses. Good talk. See you out there. Any given Sunday, you'll either win or lose. Teddy, I was gonna say I got this. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I that's what I was gonna play. <laughs> I will you. Tenny, anytime you want to get your football one on there, I'll just fade this one out. <laughs> Go ahead. Bang, bang, That's what I got. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. You you had this 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 entire time. We didn't play this once this this week or last week for the Niners, Ted.